Counties Radio. It's six o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines care certificate criticised after Bedford care home death. Police pledged to find attackers of Watford football fan and more arrests after Bedfordshire shop robberies. BBC Three Counties Radio. A woman whose father died following neglect at a Bedford care home says new training for staff won't deal with the problem. Parkinson's and dementia sufferer James Stewart died last year after he didn't get his medication at the Mountain Heights care home. Kirsty Bourne says the new national care certificate being introduced next month is a waste of time. It's going to make no difference whatsoever. And quite frankly, I haven't met a care worker who didn't know how to make a cup of tea or clean up behind someone and who hasn't actually done it with compassion. That's not where the problem is. The problem lies far higher up. Following the rest of a 13-year-old schoolboy, the detective leading the hunt for the attackers of Watford football fan Nick Cruis has urged those responsible to do the right thing and hand themselves in. Detective Chief Inspector Chris Hansen said they had clear CCTV, which would allow them to single out those who attacked the 44-year-old from Hemel Hempstead after last Saturday's game at Wolves. Mr Cruis remains in a critical condition in hospital. The 453 servicemen and women who died during the campaign in Afghanistan will be remembered at a service this morning at St Paul's Cathedral. The Queen will be among those attending. Three more men are in custody following a string of knife-point robberies in the Luton and Dunstable area. A 27-year-old man from Luton and a 32-year-old from Dunstable have been arrested on suspicion of robbery. A 27-year-old from Luton has been arrested on suspicion of witness intimidation. Two other men from St Albans have been released on police bail. None of the police officers involved in the investigation into the Rochdale child sex abuse scandal will face misconduct proceedings. However, an internal investigation by Greater Manchester Police concluded that there were a number of significant failures in its handling of allegations of abuse. More from Robert Hall. Nine men were eventually jailed for their part in the abuse. The police say mistakes have been corrected and lessons learnt. They hope that publication of this report will convince any victim of abuse that they will be taken seriously. The patient group Health Watch says the NHS is failing to make visits to GPs and dentists accessible for people with disabilities. A report says the relative of a patient in Luton had to carry their mother up the stairs to visit the doctor because it wasn't accessible to wheelchairs. Plans for the Dunstable Northern Bypass are going on public display today. Work on the road linking the A5 to the M1 is already underway. Exhibitions are taking place in Cholton Village today and in Dunstable tomorrow. In sport, reigning champion Lewis Hamilton finished second behind, behind Mercedes teammate Nico Rosberg in first practice for Sunday's season-opening Australian Grand Prix. Second practice is taking place now. And England's cricketers are playing Afghanistan in their final World Cup match, having already been eliminated. A short while ago, Afghanistan was 62 for four from 25 overs. The weather, some light rain at first, then a dry day with sunny spells, maximum temperature 11 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties thank you simon morning ian lee bbc three counties radio kelly's conducting the music there a bit like a plum or an old man sitting all alone in his house might do busy show this morning arrogant deer is there arrogant deer in legends hang on in Letchworth. No, that was my reference to you, Catherine. Oh. Arrogant, dear. 
arrogant deer, and that's pretty much it, really. Yeah, other things? I mean, that's the only thing that's got my, that's wetted my whistle. Oh. My whistle is wet for a deer. Well, I can't speak for your whistle. Thank you very much indeed. 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC. Get that one. That one works better. Don't forget, all the music today is coming from actual records. Enough songs. Reek Petit's got one. Reek Petit, you're right, it does. Some kind of um, sort of reggae skank songs. 08459 455 555. Songs that have. There's another one. Doesn't the one that Carly Minot did. Which one? Give me just a the little, little more time. time. Yeah. Doesn't um, uh, Bad Manners have one? Buster Blood Vessel, probably. 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 You know what he was like. OK, here we go. Uh, we'll do two things. Uh, songs that have brrrr and fat singers. OK. Mama Cass. Demis Roussos. Adele. Mm, uh, mm, I've got another one. Uh, Pavarotti. Yes. The High Numbers. You're out of the game now, and that was between me and Kells until someone drops out. The High Numbers. Rick Waller. Oh. Michelle McManus. Oh. No, I'm done. Back to you, Catherine. I've, I've survived two rounds so far. Barry White. Oh, oh David Crosby. Both of Odyssey. Oh, I'm out. Between oh, you two. OK. Uh, Louis Armstrong. He wasn't fat. Well, you know, he's quite large. We're not, they were no. not playing quite large singers. Oh. I'm sorry. Here we go. Biggie, biggie, small, smalls. Oh, good one. Catherine's the undisputed champion. She didn't get the most wins, mm. but she was the last man standing. It's all about strategy. 08459 555. Oh. She had to go and ruin it, didn't she? She always does. I was expecting a swear in my ear. We often do that. We'll when get one we, in a moment. We often do that when we criticise Kelly just as we've turned her microphone down. <laughs> Isn't that right, Kelly? 
Yes. Thank you. Know what you. makes me laugh, apart from um, criticising Kelly? Yes. Um, when people ring up and they say, you leave her alone, like she's five. <laughs> Actually, she is the biggest potty mouth of us all. She's older than all of us put together. Now, <laughs> people can she's hear what you say. <laughs> from next month, new care workers will have to undergo training in a bid to crack down on people who aren't cut out for such a trusted position. Oy. We've been contacted by a number of care home operators who welcome the news, saying it's a significant step towards raising standards, but others aren't quite show, so sure. Isn't that right, Catherine? That's right. We'll be speaking to Kirsty Bourne later on, and you'll remember her from September when um, we interviewed her about a report that revealed that her father, James Stewart, hadn't been given his Parkinson's medication oh, at yeah. all during a two-month stay at a Bedford care home called Manton Heights. Now, last year, a coroner blamed systematic failures for the death of Kirsty's father, who was admitted to the care home at the beginning of February and died at the end of April. Now, Kirsty says the new National Care Certificate is a complete waste of time. It's going to make no difference whatsoever. It's all basic human care stuff. And quite frankly, um, I haven't met a care worker who didn't know how to make a cup of tea or clean up behind someone and who hasn't actually done it with compassion. That's not where the problem is. The problem lies far higher up with the management of care companies and care homes. They are the ones that need stronger regulation. This is just yet another layer of administration that's going to cost money in an already cash-strapped sector. Now, Kirsty's also pretty sure the new training for care workers wouldn't have prevented what happened to her dad. That was all down to uh, mismanagement of the care home and the ward that my father was on. Um, and yet they're targeting the people on the bottom rung, the people that do all the hard work and get paid very little, they're looking in the wrong place here. So what's the idea behind this? What's it called? A National Care Certificate? Yeah, that's what it's called, and it comes into force in England from, from next month for staff, including assistants in hospitals, care homes and those who look after people in their own homes. Now, this comes after the Cavendish Review into healthcare assistants and support workers in the NHS and social care settings, and that review found that the preparation they have for their roles within care settings are inconsistent, so you can never quite tell what you're going to get. How's it going to work? Um, new care workers will have to earn a training certificate within 12 weeks of starting a job. They'll need to complete all 15 standards to be awarded the care certificate, including areas like infection control, dementia care and patient dignity. The certificate itself, though, will be the responsibility of employers, which is something that the Registered Nursing Home Association is quite concerned about. Are they going to do a thing about teaching people not to nick stuff? Aye, well, Aye. of which maybe more later. They say an external provider should be involved and it shouldn't be done in-house. Uh, it's not been roundly dismissed, though, has it? No, and some people are really welcoming these changes. One of them will be speaking to you in about an hour's time. His name's Peter to neighbour and Ooh, he runs nice home time. yeah but he runs home care services for the elderly in Watford he believes that the new national care certificate will raise standards across the industry and he said that care is often seen as a job that people fall into as a stopgap and not as a career he wants to change that 08459 555 if you've got anything you want to add to that although I suspect I don't know maybe you will I don't know just, what needs to change with care, care workers, if you've got any criticism? If I, you are a care worker, what do you think about this? I've, I've hinted at something that's going on in my life at the moment, which I won't say much more about, but blimey, there's some dodgepots out there working. And it's happened in the past, it's not the first time. Here's some dodgepots out there. Now listen, you've just given me a record. I'm not going to play the song that I think you wanted me to play. I'm going to play a better song don't, from it. You don't know what I wanted you to play. Which did you want me to play? Not Puppet on a String. OK, which one did you want me to play? Uh, always something there to remind me. That's the incorrect answer. Oh. This one. You disappoint me. Venus must have heard my plea. She has sent someone along for me.
she's good. She's good. Is she? What did you say about Justin Dilly? He used to go out with her. Say that again. You, what did you, you say about Justin Dealey? Oh, in his two for one, he's putting up Sandy Shaw with Matt Monroe, if you want to choose. Oh, Matt Monroe, the singing milkman. Matt Monroe, the singing milkman. Matt, name of Matt Monroe's son, Kelly? I the know. singing milkman. Matt Monroe Jr. Matt Monroe Jr. I don't get the junior. I don't get it, it's, and it's an American thing. Yeah. Matt Monroe was very, very British. I heard Frank Sinatra Jr. the other day being yeah. interviewed oh. very well. He wasn't an easy interview yeah. by Simon Mayo, who was trying his best. Simon Mayo tried to get him to pick one of his favourite songs, yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, he refused. Well, do you know what? I, well, I, do you know what? I didn't know much about Frank Sinatra Jr. until the other week. Did you know he was kidnapped in 1964? No. He was kidnapped in, in 1964 or 65 or 65. And do you know who was questioned about the kidnapping? John Belushi. Dean from Jan and Dean. He'd helped the kidnappers without realising he'd helped the kidnappers and he'd um, got some of the money. I've done that. Not kidnappers, what? but um, a mob. Ever helped a criminal yes. without realising yeah. it? I'm talking to the listener. I have, yeah. But I'm talking to the listener. Have you ever helped a criminal without realising it? No. So, um, no. I I'm have. looking... No, I'm not looking at you. I'm certainly not looking at you. I'm looking directly ahead. Have you, dear listener, and I'm pointing at you, ever helped a criminal unwittingly and um, had to pay the consequences? The no, price? I, I haven't. I'm really not asking either of you two. Because you, you know two I did. Here. Oh! Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Looking at the CCTV cameras, it's not looking too bad on the M1 in both directions. The A1M has roadworks between Junction 1 for the M25 and Junction 2 for Wellham Green, but there are no queues through there so far this morning. In Hitchin on Cambridge Road, there's roadworks at Woolgrove Road, which could get busy later on. And in High Wycombe on the A40 Oxford Road, there's still a lane closed in both directions at Temple Street, which could cause some delays in the morning rush. On the trains, Chiltern Railway have resumed a normal service again between Leamington Spa and Banbury. That's because of the closure for a couple of months with the landslide that's running back to time again and on the uh, on the train departure board the 6.34 train from Luton to Bedford is delayed by 15 minutes Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio yes. 6.17, it's uh, Friday the 13th of March, I'm Ian Lee these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio a woman whose father died following neglect at a Bedford care home says new training for staff won't deal with the problem Following the arrest of a 13-year-old schoolboy, the detective leading the hunt for the attackers of Watford football fan Nick Cruiz has urged those responsible to do the right thing and hand themselves in. And the Queen will lead the nation at a service at St Paul's Cathedral this morning to remember the 453 servicemen and women who died in the Afghan conflict. BBC Three Counties Radio. Coming up, Dealey's got beef with deer. If you've missed any of the programmes here on BBC Three Counties Radio, you've missed things like this. It starts off with going to a needle exchange and there's support workers in there. In that treatment centre, it still hadn't got to the nub of the problem. It hadn't, no. But there is a way you can hear it all again. Lee from Luton began drinking at the age of 12. I'd wake up in the morning, the first thing on my mind 
would be a drink. bbc.co.uk slash three counties radio. My dad came to see me on that prison sentence and um, he told me he was dying of terminal cancer and he wanted to make things right before he died. He took me back into his home. He'd done his best and um, the bottom line was I, I still couldn't stop using drugs. Allowing you to listen to what you missed. What you missed. bbc.co.uk slash three counties radio. Tales can come true, it can happen to you If you're young at heart For it's hard you will find to be narrow of mind If you're young at heart You can go to extremes with impossible schemes you can laugh when your dreams fall apart at the seams And life gets more exciting with each passing day And love is either in your heart or on its way Don't you know that it's worth every treasure on earth To be young at heart for as rich as you are, it's much better by far to be young at heart. And if you should survive to a hundred and five, look at all you'll derive out of being alive. And here is the best part, you had a head start. If you are among the very young at heart And if you should survive to a hundred and five Think of all you'll derive out of being alive And here is the best part, you've had a head start If you are among the very young at And breathe. Oh, I'm feeling warmed up. I am feeling w w w w warmed up, which <laughs> makes me think. Hang on a second. I'm ready. I'm ready for it. Hang on. Hang on. Nobody go anywhere. Okay. Nobody go anywhere. Today could be the day, Justin. Come on. Hang on a second. Where is he? You are vibed up this morning. Mate, uh, here we go. Right. I think today's the day. <clears throat> Excuse me. Started too high. Started started too high, Justin. Oh, yeah. Started shame, too high. Shame. So? 
A shame. Is, I started too high. We'll try again on Monday. Okay. I started too high, Catherine. You did. I can Is tell that it 17 was... seconds? That day. Day. I, I cannot hold it in front of Withers. I, it withers. It's a, it's a bit like building up for a London marathon. You, you've got to take each day as it comes. You've yeah. got to build up to that, to that big moment it's of training. beating I, Withers. And I'm not sure it's it's right unless you're on exactly the same note as he is. Oh, no, 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 it's no, It's not mate. a fair race. No. no, exactly. He's cheating. Mm. Justin. Yes. You don't like a lot of animals. Let's go through the list of animals well, and well, creatures well, no. you dislike. Let me stop you there. I well, love animals. I just don't like arrogant animals. Doesn't so like their attitude. Let's yeah. hear the list of the arrogant animals according to dealing. No, so you're, you're Noah... The animals are coming on two by two. You've yep. got the daily guest list. Yep. Uh, tell us which ones you'd let in and which ones you'd say, I'm sorry, you're too arrogant, yep. you're not coming on my arc. OK, to, to give you some recent examples, I would uh, certainly put a, a black panther on that list. The thing about black panthers, and I've said this before, I'll say it openly on air this morning, they think they're it, but they've got nothing to back it up. C compare a, a panther to a tiger. Yeah. A tiger is out there, he's attractive, he's handsome, but, but he wants to be seen. A panther yeah. seems okay. to think they've got everything, so, so why go and hide? We finish at nine, Justin. Yep. So is the panther getting on the ark or not? No. OK. What if you just had a word with him about his, um, you know, attitude and the way he carries himself? Could he be redeemed? You can't change history. You, why don't you let the panther... Yeah. He's right. Well, imagine Daly with a time machine. Why don't you let the panther on? Yep. If he becomes arrogant, you toss him off. No, no, it's, no? It, it doesn't work like that. You, you, you've got to look at it over, over centuries. They've always right. behaved okay. like this. They're centuries. never going to change. OK, so the, the panther's not on. Which yeah. other creatures wouldn't get on? I'll give, you, um, I'll give you an example of one more. A monkey. A monkey oh, wouldn't oh, get on. Oh, come on. Everyone loves no, a monkey. No, I'll tell you what, I'll give you an example. I took, my, I, took, I took my girlfriend to London Zoo. London Zoo at the weekend, and uh, a monkey had the arrogance and audacity to bite her finger. Wow. She exactly. might have um, monkey rabies. She offered yeah. the digit, though, if I recall. No, no, she, she was posing for a photograph. Next oh. thing you know, a monkey comes across. I think, oh, what's oh, a finger? It, I think I'll take a bite. She, no, no, you won't, son. Clear has off. she developed any um, monkey-like powers? Because, I mean, was it a radioactive monkey? Because this is how these things start. It was a cheeky monkey, that's uh, all he, I know. OK. What about um, dolphins? Uh, it depends where they're oh, from. You've changed your tune. All oh, right, so it's all about the provenance. Yeah, it's racist, that mate. No, no, not at like all. like the Nigel Farage of the um, animal judgment world. I've come into contact uh, with dolphins before in Portugal. You like dolphins? You wouldn't want one living near you. Yeah, that's okay. true. Okay, meerkats. Meerk oh, I love meerkats. Love meerkats. They're so Fr nosy. So nosy. So friendly. Love those guys. Okay. What about deer? Deer. Uh, well, normally I would say absolutely yes. Uh, they can come on my boat any time. I've always been fascinated. It's not a boat, mate. It's an ark. Okay, it's an ark. Um, they can come with me any time. Yes. I've, I've always been a big fan of deer. I think locally in Hertfordshire and Astridge, th there's so many of them there. And as yeah. a kid, I remember seeing them in the snow. Magical. Beautiful, beautiful creatures. But what's going on in Letchworth? Because the residents there are 
Well, they're not quite so keen on the deer. Yeah, um, it's the latest in a number of, of arrogant animal stories. Yeah. Um, he actually said that out loud on the radio. Yeah. Does he know that? Yeah. Yep. yeah there have does. been a number of reports, yeah. and this is incredible, uh, of so-called bold deers venturing away from their traditional woods and into more urban surroundings. Now, I have trouble with the way you people speak. You're saying bold, mm. not bald. Bold. Yes, bold. 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 Uh, according to reports of local residents in Letchworth, in the Norton Common area, yeah. and yes, what you're about to hear, we believe, is true, one deer had the audacity to make itself comfortable in somebody's kitchen. What, well, sat down by the Kick, breakfast bar? Yeah, kicking was, back. Yep, in the kitchen, Flipping trying out. to find food. Now, when the lady returned home and disturbed it, the deer ran clear and then bumped into the lady. Hey, yeah. Gave her a shove. Can, can you believe that? Yeah. Uh, we're also being told that they've taken to roaming the streets looking for food very similar to urban foxes. Why are they behaving like this, Justin? What's going on? I know you've, you're, you're an animal psychologist in your spare yeah. time. Tell me what the hell is going on with these <laughs> creatures. Well, this problem was raised by local councillor David Kearns at a meeting recently. Good work, now, David. Now, he said, and old David, great memories, he said that he remembered deer from his youth being smaller and more timid. Uh, now they seem to be braver, clearly. Um, it's a trend that we're seeing across the UK, according yes. to deer experts. Apparently, as the deer population grows, it affects their behaviour and forces them to venture further away from crowded, wooded areas. And just lastly, there have even been suggestions of reintroducing the links <laughs> to the ecosystem... What, for 15-year-old boys to wear? <laughs> oh, you mean the actual animal? Yeah, to, to the ecosystem to naturally control oh. the deer population. This story is true, it's happening locally, and you've got more on your show this morning. I went... Dealing with all the big stories, I went to a Japanese island... Uh, where the deer are ta the deer are tame, and as soon as you step off the boat, you're surrounded by about 20 deer. Great fun. Yeah, it's a laugh until you have a picnic. And um, we had 15. We had a, me and my uh, wife had a picnic in the middle of the woods on a picnic area, mm. and we were surrounded by 15 deer. She was terrified and climbed up on the table, and they ate all of our crisps. Wow. Yeah. You see, from my experience, I've got nothing but good stories about deer. You've yeah. got a negative story. People in Letchworth yeah. going home finding mm. deer in their kitchen. It's unbelievable. The thing about the deer, and it's the same with children. They look so cute. Yeah. They look as if butter wouldn't melt, but really they're just out for all. All they can get. Well, clearly, by, by the sounds of it. Yeah. Justin, uh, mm. we're going to be talking this morning. Have you ever accidentally or without your knowledge helped a criminal? Mm -hmm. I have. I know. I really know you have, have Catherine. You, Kelly? If we have time, no, it, I know. Oh, for goodness sakes. If we have time, we'll get your stories or otherwise later. Mm. Justin, you ever helped a criminal, mate? No, I haven't. No, not. It's I have. Justin. Have a care. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll speak to you later, Justin. Yeah, cheers. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Looking at the M25 on the speed sensors and there are no delays showing up there at the moment. And the A1M has roadworks between the M25 and Junction 2 for Wellham Green. That's not causing any delays at the moment, but we'll get busy later on during the rush probably. In Neeston on the A406 North Stakular Road, it's starting to build up between the M1 at the Staples Corner flyover and Brentfield Road at Wembley. And in Aylesbury, having a look on the speed sensors on the A. A5 
413 Buckingham Road is looking fine through the roadworks after Watermead. In Milton Keynes, the A421 Standing Way has roadworks at the Kingston Roundabout, which caused some long delays yesterday, so it may cause some delays again this morning. And looking at the train departure boards, no major delays coming up in the next 15 minutes. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 6.30, I'm Simon Oxley. A woman whose father died following neglect at a Bedford care home says new training for staff won't deal with the problem. Following the arrest of a 13-year-old schoolboy, the detective leading the hunt for the attackers of Watford football fan Nick Cruis has urged those responsible to do the right thing and hand themselves in. The Queen will lead the nation at a service at St Paul's Cathedral this morning to remember the 453 servicemen and women who died in the Afghan conflict and three more men are in custody following a string of knife-point robberies at shops in the Luton and Dunstable area. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Reigning champion Lewis Hamilton finished second behind Mercedes teammate Nico Rosberg in first practice for Sunday's season-opening Australian Grand Prix. The Milton Keynes Red Bulls of Daniel Ricciardo and Daniel Kvyat were 10th and 11th. Second practice is taking place now. Rosberg says he can challenge the Hertfordshire driver for the title. I can still improve as a race driver. You know, I still have uh, some years ahead of me until the, the racing peak uh, age comes. I'm working with a team, you know. I'm so dependent on the team, so I need to strengthen my position in the team and, and really get more of their support. England's cricketers are playing Afghanistan in their final World Cup match, having already been eliminated. A short while ago, Afghanistan was 62 for four from 25 overs, but rain has stopped play. In tomorrow's football, Watford host Reading. The Hornets will check on the fitness of striker Odion Igalo and midfielder Alman Abdi, but Tommy Hoban is suspended. Watford are one of four teams level on points at the top of the championship. Here's defender Craig Cathcart. Yeah, well, me personally, you know, I've never seen anything like it since I've been playing. It's been... Uh... Unbelievably especially in the last few months. You know, usually get one or two teams that run away for this this stage, but no, it's wide open from one all, one all the way down to seven positions. Milton Keynes Dons go to Walsall, aiming to end a run of three successive defeats. Goalkeeper David Martin is fit again. Captain Dean Lewington returns from suspension. Wickham hosts promotion rival Shrewsbury. Luton go to Portsmouth. Hatter striker Paul Benson could be back in the squad four months after breaking his leg. And Stevenage are at Cambridge. In the Europa League, Everton won 2-1 at home to Dynamo Kiev in the first leg of their last 16 tie. And in racing, it's Gold Cup Day at the Cheltenham Festival. Retiring 19-time champion jockey AP McCoy rides Carlingford Lock in his final Gold Cup. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. The next full bulletin is at seven. I've got a little kitty cat that never chased a mouse. All she wants to do all day is lounge around the house. She purrs when she needs me and I'm right at her command. But when I try to pet her now, she scratches at my hand. You know that's just like you, baby. Would allow. Now she's the only cat in town that owns a private town. I treat her like a princess instead of just a friend. But when I try to pet her now, she scratches me again. You know that's just like you, baby. Just like you, baby. That's just like you, baby. Just like you, baby. Oh, it's just like you, baby. Only one. 
next time that my kitty can pull out the door to play when she returns she's going to learn the masters moved away i've got to stop these goings on before it's get too late no matter what i give to her she don't appreciate you know that's just like you baby just like you baby That was good, I like that. Who's that? That is Lee Dorsey, and that's the other side. We played the other one uh, from the, that record last week I called like that. Uh, Ride Your Pony. What you got in the paper? Oh, OK, so you have actually um, uh, helped a criminal. What happened? Yeah, um, walking down the road with a bag of chips when I was about Whoa, 15. Yeah. What, the chips? Yeah, yeah yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. Oh, boy, yeah. Can I just say, yes. Whoa, the chips. 15. Mm. They really that were That is delicious. genuinely where that was coming from. I don't want any... Chips? Oh, yeah. yeah. How old did you say? I wasn't listening. About 15. Oh, yeah. Walking down the road with a bag of chips, minding my own business, a, a van uh, pulls over. Oh. Very friendly chap leans out. Excuse me, van. can you tell me the way to a certain place? It was a youth club. I went, yeah, you're just down there. Go down there, down to the right. Do you want a chip? I offered him a chip as well. Oh, mate. Cocky, see? Didn't realise that in the back of that van was a mob with uh, bats oh. and apparently knives. Oh. They went down to the youth club and caused something of a rumpus. Oh. Oh. Did people get a kicking because of you? People got a kicking. Wow. Kelly, you ever helped a crook? No. Okay. 084. We're not. Cond- I have to say this because some people are idiots. Uh, not condoning uh, uh, crookery. We're not talking about fencing. We're not. Or, yeah. Well. Uh, or being a getaway driver. We're talking about those moments when you think, ah. Oh, our first two video recorders, Betamax, were stolen goods. Stolen goods. And uh, we, I wasn't, that's why I wasn't allowed to... Oh, we had a Betamax video in 1979. Uh, wasn't allowed to tell anybody uh, that we had one. We had to hide it behind the sofa because they were stolen goods. Oh, my goodness. Want to hear the man who told me I wasn't allowed to tell anyone? Was this Dodge Park? Listen. Oh, Linda Rugg, your raise. My dad. Starting now. I'm H-A-P-P-Y. And my mum, reluctantly. I know I am, I'm sure I am. I'm H-A-P-P-Y. Where? H-A-P-P-Y. Yeah, because he's going to be dealing in stolen goods a few years after this. Now we burst into that top song. Come on. Come on. Paying for this. They got 90 seconds. Now, what he does, this is my sister, is, is here, right? And she's got to be six months. Oh, yeah. Go and get the baby. Go and get the baby. <laughs> <laughs> and she don't want to play. She's having none of it. M- my dad... Wait one minute, wait one minute. This is the 70s. Virtually threatens her. Come on, baby, let us sing. Wake up! Sing into the mic, Brett. Sing. Mm. Sing. Sing. Someone say something. Big Big Is that just breathing? Baby does nothing. Time's right, running out. While we get out of the Go on, fight. Finish. Go on. Quick. Sing, 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 <laughs> you get a in the air. 
<laughs> oh, you'll get a smack in the ear hole. Tough love. That's my dad, my mum and my dad. I love that, and I lost this for a bit. Look at this. This is when you could go into recording booths in the... Well, this would have been 1970. <laughs> and may, actually make a record. And you go and sit... It's like a photo booth. You'd go in there, you'd put, I don't know, a shilling... And you'd sit in there and it would record, because this is before we had tape recorders, of course, and it would record a record and you'd get a record. How on earth has that survived 45 years? That's Go my get most, the baby. Go that, get the baby. <laughs> that's my most treasured possession. I'd love that. And do you know what? Some, why, why has some enterprising young fool with the, the rebirth of vinyl, uh. why do you not get those... Uh, like King's Cross Station, or you know, I, yeah. I would, I would put, I pump a fiver into one of those bad boys forget to, to get pianos. a record. Forget your pianos, yeah. Chris. Get one of them in there. Get a piano, but a recording booth. I would put a few quid in that every day. What have you got in the papers, well, Catherine? Well, this caught my eye. This is the Daily Express, page eleven. Master yes. Chef's Garden Diner faces demolition. Some people are right, miserable so and sos aren't they? Yes. This woman, uh, Catherine Minchu, began. She. It's Catherine, what? Minchu. 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 No, Minchu. Okay. <laughs> Catherine Minchu. She's got, she's got a shed at the bottom of the garden that she's kitted out as a little diner, and oh. it's got, it's beautiful. She's got, uh, you know, a little um, thatch roof and a chimney and everything. It's called the studio. Seat, seat six people on benches covered in reindeer hide. Bad news for reindeer there. Well. But diners eat from wooden plates and drink from handmade cups. It's proved really popular, but oh. council planners have told her she must now apply for retrospective permission. Ay, miserable. It's really nice. Well, hang on a second, though. If she hadn't... Um, if, if she didn't have the permission to build it, you, you know if something is over a certain height, you've got to have permission. It's a shed, though, isn't it? It's not, though. It's over a certain height, mate. It's a... Look how tall it is. Yeah. I told you I wanted to get... When I uh, lived in London, I wanted to get a log cabin. I wanted to get a log cabin so I could go there and work and be a writer. Yeah. I wanted to go and um, uh, read magazines. Be left uh, alone. And you, there, are, you, there is a spe specific height you can't build above. I then went and checked with my neighbours and they got all funny, even though I could have just built it without actually checking with them. Mm. And I thought, oh, do you know what? Let's just move out of London. Mm. Do you have the log cabin now? Is that a, no? Is that a spider-infected banana in your pocket? Mum finds deadly pest whose bite gives men a four-hour erection. But there is bad news. It then kills them. Yeah, but what a, what a way to go! A mum opened a bag of Tesco bananas. It was Tesco guys, and found deadly spiders with a bite that gives men a four-hour erection. And what that means is, kids, they can build IKEA furniture very, very quickly. Maria, just so there's no awkward questions yeah. in the car. Maria Layton, 43, was scared stiff. Oh, oh stop it. Oh, Adam Aspinall, who wrote this. Cheeky boy. When confronted with eggs from the Brazilian wandering spider, which was starting to hatch, the mum of two from Bristol said, I was so scared. I don't like spiders at the best of times, but have read about these and was very frightened. Maria followed online advice, telling her to put the creatures in a sealed container in the freezer. Tesco apologised and asked her, to, asked her to return the fruit, which was farmed in Costa Rica. The spider is the world's deadliest, but its venom is being tested as a potential impotency cure. Impotency. Yes. What does being impotent mean, then? It's the same thing. But, but potent is about power, isn't it? So it's lack of power. This guy. Mm -hmm. What you got? Loneliness is as bad as being a heavy smoker, apparently. Nah. I don't think so. Nah. You can always cheer yourself up some fags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah?
No, it doesn't even make sense, and I'm laughing inside. Lon- Not out loud, that'd be arrogant. Loneliness is as big of a killer as obesity and as dangerous to health as smoking 15 cigarettes a day. Nah. That's not heavy smoking, is nah. it? 15? Nah. According to a study of 3 million people, while the elderly are more likely to live alone... Hang on a minute. What you mean is... Being elderly is as dangerous as being a heavy smoker. (laughs) (laughs) If you're old, you're more likely to To die. die. Uh, Younger adults are likely to have their life expectancy cut due to growing isolation, the researchers said. Loneliness is defined as living alone and... Well, I quite like being on my own. And social isolation is being lonely even when surrounded by lots of people. Loneliness and... uh, 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 um, Hang on. Being on your own and loneliness are completely different things, man. They're They're talking about being lonely even when in a crowd. Okay. That's sad. Uh, I wouldn't try it. I wouldn't try smoking just to see if it um, was worse than being lonely. I I certainly wouldn't start smoking. Do you know what? If you're 85, you might as well start smoking. You might as well, mightn't you? You're not going to die from smoking. crack or something. Well, Kelly Beck, can we have a word with her? Off air, please, for goodness sakes. It's the little old lady from Pasadena. for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
on the M1 towards London. It's starting to look very slow just before Junction 9 for Redbourne. And on the M25 anti-clockwise, it's starting to build up between Junction 20 for Kings Langley and 16 for the M40. In Finchley on the North Circular Road, that's looking quite slow now between the East End Road Tunnel and the A1 at Henley's Corner. And looking elsewhere in Milton Keynes on the A421 Standing Way on the speed sensors, it's moving fine at the moment through the roadworks at the Kingston Roundabout at the moment, but expect delays there later on this morning. On the trains, Chilton Railway have resumed a normal service between Leamington Spa and Banbury after the line was closed for a landslide for a couple of months. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. 6.45. It's Friday the 13th of March. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A woman whose father died following neglect at a Bedford care home says new training for staff won't deal with the problem. Following the arrest of a 13-year-old schoolboy, the detective leading the hunt for the attackers of Watford football fan Nick Cruis has urged those responsible to do the right thing and hand themselves in. And police in Milton Keynes are urging the public not to approach a wanted man who escaped from custody. I have no idea what he looks like or what his name is or anything, but just... Just don't go anywhere near a stranger. Don't go anywhere near a stranger. Here's the weather! Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello, a very good morning to you. Well, we've got a rain band to the west of us. If you imagine a line from, say, Milton Keynes all the way down to Portsmouth, if you're further west of that line, you've probably had some rain already. You could see more over the next hour or so. But further east, it's a much drier picture and uh, we will see it stay dry for the rest of the day here. The rain band is moving its way westwards rather than eastwards. There'll be plenty of sunny spells developing too, so we're going to get away with what will be a pretty nice day once more. A bit cooler than yesterday. Highs of uh, 10, possibly 11 Celsius, 52 in Fahrenheit. Bit of a chilly easterly breeze setting up a little bit later on through the afternoon. Overnight tonight it will stay dry, it will be quite chilly, temperatures down to 2 or 3 degrees. And over the weekend, disappointingly cold, particularly when you compare it to last weekend when we saw figures into the uh, into the mid-teens. But this weekend I think we'll be lucky to get over 7 or 8 degrees actually. Cool and cloudy, should stay mostly dry. The risk of one or two showers on Sunday and a very cold wind. That's Every weekday morning. Coming up at nine on the big phone in this morning. Is it a good idea to make jobless teenagers work for their benefits? How would you like this country to stand up to President Putin? Are you surprised to see British people being blatantly racist? The JVS Show. I think we've got to get over this issue about racism doesn't exist. It, it has existed. It will probably carry on existing. What I wanted to say is they've got this completely the wrong way around. You know, that, that, that is also true. That is also true. You will always get some, but they are such... A minority. Oh, the man's a buffoon. Get him up, get him out of bed, give him a sense of purpose. The JVS Show. Do you think we have got to, as a country, start taking this issue more seriously? Every weekday morning on BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning, Webby. Morning, Mr Lee. What you got for us, boss? Oh, I was just thinking that weather's a bit grim to start with, isn't it, for the well, weekend? I thought it was a bit... Talk of arrogance, and we're, we're celebrating uh, and uh, uh, naming arrogant people this morning. I thought it was a bit arrogant of Ritzini there. Disappointingly cold. What does she know about my expectations? Well, I I like it cold. I like it like that. So I'm afraid. By the way, if you want to phone in and uh, um, celebrate arrogance, oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. What you got for us, Webs? Well, basically, it was on about um, when you were eighty five. Yeah. Um, killing yourself. Well, if I was eighty five, nowhere I'd be going. Um, Thailand. No, Tesco's. Oh, why? Why Tesco's? 
to buy some of them spiders. Oh. Hey, Webby, Webby, Webby by name. Idiot by nature. No, I'm joking. Thank you, Webby. Naughty, naughty spiders, Justin. Yep, don't like spiders. They also are arrogant. Let's, I tell you what, let's try and compile a top ten list today of the most arrogant things, people, creatures, uh, mm -hmm. buildings, towns that we can, any, anything. Towns as well. Uh, oh, towns? Oh, mate. London is an arrogant town, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. Isn't it? I'll tell you what. I'm, I'm going to put this out there. Yeah. And people will either love me or hate me for saying this, but but in my opinion, and this is just my opinion, not that of the BBC, yeah. uh, Milton Keynes can be a bit of a an arrogant town. Tell me why, mate. Because they go around claiming to be a city. No. They're not a city. They're a town. Sir. They're arrogance. Sir. sir. Yeah, well, sir. Sir. Oh, sir. My, sir. <laughs> sir. You get me? Sir, marvellous work, sir. Marvellous. He's right. Mm -hmm. They they do. And if you call it a town, they get stroppy. And if yeah. you call it a city, people outside of Milton Keynes get, stro get stroppy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, OK. Well, well, we could do arrogant town. Paris is a very arrogant oh, oui, town. Oh, yeah. arrogant. Yeah. Um, I would say Los Angeles is very arrogant as yeah. well. Whereas mm -hmm. New York is kind of down to earth. <laughs> New York is, is... New York knows. Yeah, New York knows. It's, it's the bear, man. We're the big apple. What are you going to do about it? Hmm. Whereas Los Angeles, we make movies, we got movies and stars, and we used to be called Hollywoodland. <laughs> Have you seen the sign when it said Hollywoodland? No. It used to be Hollywoodland. No, it never. I swear to God this is true. I will Google it. It's amazing. It used to be called... The Hollywood sign used to say Hollywoodland, and at some point, let's say the 40s, the land part fell down. I swear that's true. Ooh. I tell you what, Justin, let me play yeah. a song. Yeah. That and you're going to love. That you're going to love. Oh, come on. And then um, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get back and we'll talk to you about whatever we're going to talk about. Oh, what a tune. Thank you, mate. Cheers. My choice.
always we like that. Time box. Uh, try that again. Time box. There we go, ladies and gentlemen. The time indeed. box. It was uh, time box, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much indeed. If you didn't like that, then I don't like you. Um, so no. Uh, okay. Have you ever helped criminals, Justin? Uh, no, but uh, that. Wow, what a track that was! Thank you, mate. Incredible. Here's something for you. Yes. Cover versions that top the original. Oh, There's one straight away Godfather for you. Godfather Two. Mm-hmm. Oh no, sorry. I thought you meant uh, sequels that are better well, than the original. You can go sequels. You can go movie. You can do. Scott, songs, Scott has tweeted us. Hmm? Um, I have uh, uh, I've helped a criminal. Mm-hmm. A bloke, though, no, he genuinely. Ha- would you, uh? A bloke said he had a bad back and couldn't get these roof tiles in his van. He offered me and a mate twenty quid to put them in his van. <laughs> oh, no. He disappeared for half an hour. Came back when we filled it up. He gave us twenty quid and drove off. Then we realised he'd nicked them from outside. No, Scott, he hadn't nicked them from outside. <laughs> You'd nicked them from outside. I just thought of another one I'd done. Yeah, go on. Um, I used to work in a shop. Yeah. Um, and I was downstairs, yeah. and this really nice lady came in and said she, she needed my help to um, to do a little trick on a friend. She needed me to write out a card for her oh. so that it wasn't her handwriting. She was a really nice sort of older lady as well. And so I did that. She sort of ushered me into a corner and I did that and she was really nice. And um, she said, oh, haven't you got lovely fingernails? And it kept me talking for a while. Your fingernails are horrible. You should have known then that she was lying to they you. They were nice then. I didn't play um, the guitar badly then. But now now I realise, or within um, a day or so I realised, that while she had me talking, there was a fellow with a bin bag uh, loading up from the rails. <laughs> and chucking them up the stairs. Uh... Chucking all the goods up the stairs. And there was another fellow up the stairs grabbing the bin bags and legging it. So, ladies and gentlemen, we've got gold so far. Have you ever helped a crook? Arrogant things, places, or people, and cover versions that are better than the original. Do you know what I'd really like in here? Maybe we can get this for um, the new studios. Oh no, we won't be moving in them until 2017. <laughs> Maybe we can get it. Well, I'd really like here. This is genuine. I don't know. Is this possible? How much? How much budget do we have on this show, guys? It's big. Tenor. It's big. Well, I, if you speak to the right people. It's big. Okay. A whiteboard, oh. and we can write all this stuff down. All these topics down, and they stay there for the whole week. I don't know if it's that big. There's one upstairs. Well, let's, no one uses it. Let's whip it. Let's uh, whip it out. Let's have it down here. If anyone, to, well, no, don't do it now, Catherine. Go and get it now. Well, no, don't do it now. Come on, because I can't be bothered in about five minutes. I've got the idea now. Well, no, I tell you, what we can do. You let, had the idea. We're now. going to speak to Just. Mm. We're going to talk to him. We're going to find out what mission we're sending him on. Then you can go up and make a cough. No. And then when you're bringing the coffees down. No. You sorry. I think you think she's me. Which one's which now? <laughs> I'm which one of you is Dashy and which one's uh, Sophie? Guys? Dashy, great days. She was good. <laughs> Ever helped crook arrogant things, cover versions, 08459 455 555. And what we're sending Dealey out on. Oh, right. yeah, and what we're sending Dealey out on. Boss, da- before you uh, start, what's your flavour? Sorry? What's your flavour? I don't know. Is your flavour a clown with <laughs> a frying pan? Yes. Uh, yes, is that yes? yes, it is. Yes. Okay, yes, yes, it is. yes, okay. Yes, you carry on. Thank you very much indeed. Hey, excited! Well, I tell you what, pirate, Nick, pirate. Nick Coffer is getting all the good guests at the moment. Oh, Jimmy Webb on his Jim- program. Well, guess who he's, guess who he's got next week? Go on, Ray Davis yes. from the Kinks. What? Ray Davis from the Kinks. <laughs> from the Kinks. Ray. Ray Davis from the Kinks. Kinks. What's going on? That's good, isn't it? He's got some good. He's getting some good guests. Yeah. I, I heard a bit of the. Uh, I had a tiny bit of the Jimmy Webb yesterday. It was, it was mm. a good interview. Very good interview. Well, don't, don't don't worry. We're getting a monkey next week, guys. Huh? We're getting a monkey next week. Are we? Yeah, we're getting a monkey on the show. 
What, a real one? Yeah, dressed up as a butler, he's going to serve us drinks. No, <laughs> uh, we'll have Mickey Dolan's on the show next week. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, guys, you want some of that pie? Yeah. You want some of that Brilliant. pie? Brilliant. Excellent. Uh, well, OK, yeah, the pirate girl. Which, Let's which do this, Justin. Mm -hmm. The pirate girl, You fight, it was in the page 15 of The Sun, yes. Right, so this is what happens. Teachers, you know, they look out in a sea of little faces and sometimes, uh, you know, if they're human, they'll forget who's who. Forget names. This teacher, Mr Davis, deputy head teacher, has been slammed for calling a youngster wearing an eye patch Pirate Girl when he forgot her name. It was in front of the entire school. Jonah wow. Davis didn't know six-year-old uh, Alicia Blanco Clements's name and he shouted to her at the end of assembly. Mm. Shy Alicia has to cover her right eye to help the vision in her weaker left wow. one and is terrified of being teased by classmates. She's wearing an eye patch, ladies and gentlemen. She's six. He didn't know his name. He went, you, um, um, uh, pirate girl. Oh, I think that's terrible. She's shy, she's nervous, she's six, and her mum's exploiting her mercilessly in the newspaper. Oh, Who's the real criminal here? Not this oh, come teacher. On. Come on, You boss. can't call her. She's sick. Pirate girl. Kids love pirates. You can't initiate the teacher bants until they're about 14, 15. What's that mm. pirate show? Backdoor smash. Mm? What's that pirate show with the, the, the young girl? Gem. Pirate show? There's a pirate show for kiddies. Smash and grab. No. Um, Swashbucklers. The, the crown Swashbucklers. Kids love pirates. Yeah, but they're dressed up as pirates. This is a kid who is dealing with a problem with her eye. She's sick. Uh, we can't make fun of disabled people now. Hey, do you remember what happened when you took my uh, three-year-old Thomas away? She was that fun bounce? That was, was that, fun that was very. I, I took little and hummus for a little bit of fun bounce. She burst into tears. I felt terrible um, because of her. So yeah, she humiliated me in front of company, and I, I need to have a word with her about that. Thanks Justin, yes, yes, Justin, mm. uh, take this to the streets. Is there uh, is there anything wrong with this? I I think yes, there is. Really? Yeah, I think there is. Genuinely, I've I think got, there is. Listen, I've got, I've got to go to travel. Yeah. Can we talk about this later? Yeah, no problem. You're both wrong, though. All right, mate. Thank you. Ta-ta. Ta travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's starting to get busier on the M1 southbound towards London. It's building up just before Junction 9 for Redbourne. And it's also looking quite slow on the A5 southbound towards the M1 Junction 9 for Redbourne. On the M25 anti-clockwise, it's building up between Junction 20 for Kings Langley and 16 for the M40. And having a look at the A1 southbound, there are queues starting to build up from the Holiday Inn towards Barnet, Barnet Lane at Stirling Corner. In Amersham, having a look at the speed sensors on the A416 Sycamore Road, there's roadworks at Hill Avenue, but they're not causing any delays at the moment. Smart the breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Ray Davis, that would be good, wouldn't it? I, I say good, I, mean, I also mean good luck. I've interviewed him, good luck with that. Don't mention the K word. <laughs> Lots coming up on the show. Can we get your list of arrogant people, places and things, please? Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's seven o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, criticism of new care certificate after Bedford death. Police say CCTV will identify attackers of Watford football fan and public urge not to approach wanted man in Milton Keynes. BBC Three Counties Radio. A woman whose father died following neglect at a Bedford care home says new training for staff won't deal with the problem. Parkinson's and dementia sufferer James Stewart died last year after he didn't get his medication at the Manton Heights care home. Kirsty Bourne says the new national care certificate being introduced next month is a waste of time. It's going to make no difference whatsoever. 
And quite frankly, I haven't met a care worker who didn't know how to make a cup of tea or clean up behind someone and who hasn't actually done it with compassion. That's not where the problem is. The problem lies far higher up. Following the arrest of a 13-year-old schoolboy, the detective leading the hunt for the attackers of Watford football fan Nick Cruis has urged those responsible to do the right thing and hand themselves in. Detective Chief Inspector Chris Hansen said they had clear CCTV which would allow them to single out those who attacked the 44-year-old from Hemel Hempstead after last Saturday's game at Wolves. Mr Cruis remains in a critical condition in hospital. Police in Milton Keynes are urging the public not to approach a wanted man they're trying to trace. 47-year-old Patrick McCarthy was last seen at around 5 o'clock yesterday afternoon at Woofton on the Green. Officers say McCarthy escaped from custody and was last seen in a suit and tie. The 453 servicemen and women who died during the campaign in Afghanistan will be remembered at a service this morning at St Paul's Cathedral. The Queen will be among those attending. None of the police officers involved in the investigation into the Rochdale child sex abuse scandal will face misconduct proceedings. However, an internal investigation by Greater Manchester Police concluded that there were a number of significant failures in its handling of allegations of abuse. More from Robert Hall. Nine men were eventually jailed for their part in the abuse. The police say mistakes have been corrected and lessons learnt. They hope that publication of this report will convince any victim of abuse that they will be taken seriously. Three more men are in custody following a string of knife-point robberies at shops in the Luton and Dunstable area. A 27-year-old man from Luton and a 32-year-old from Dunstable have been arrested on suspicion of robbery. A 27-year-old from Luton has been arrested on suspicion of witness intimidation. Two other men from St Albans have been released on police bail. Plans for the Dunstable Northern Bypass are going on public display today. Work on the road linking the A5 to the M1 is already underway. Exhibitions are taking place in Cholton Village today and in Dunstable tomorrow. In sport, reigning champion Lewis Hamilton finished second behind Mercedes teammate Nico Rosberg in first practice for Sunday's season-opening Australian Grand Prix. Second practice is coming to a close around now. The weather, some light rain at first, but then a dry day with sunny spells, a maximum temperature 11 degrees Celsius, and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash counties. Morning. Thank you, Simon. Busy show, busy show. What have we got so far? Let me have a Ever helped a criminal? Arrogant things, places, people, animals? And which cover versions are better than the original? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the phone number if you want to give us a call. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. You can send us a text as well if you so desire. Eight one three double three. Start your text three CR. Ever helped a crook? We're not condoning it. You've got to say that because we're the BBC. Not condoning criminal activity, but sometimes you do something and a bit later you go, oh. Do you, know, I, do you know what? I, do, I don't think that person had the best intentions at heart. I think I might have done something a little bit naughty. 08459 555 and we're compiling the top ten list of arrogant things, places and people. We, we've got arrogant places. Paris. Hey, what an arrogant city. And Milton Keynes, suggested by Justin Dealey. 
as an arrogant town. What with it not being a city? It was. I don't get the Milton Keynes new city. Oh, I've got something, Catherine, that's arrogant. Oh, and this annoys me. London Luton Airport. <laughs> no, you're not. You're Luton Airport. What an arrogant thing. You're not. If I was Japanese or Chinese and I turned up to London Luton Airport, I'd expect to be in London, not, what, about 30 miles away from London? I've got one for you. Yeah. Ibiza, the whole oh. place. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Reckons it's brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Reckons it's really cool. Yeah. And, you know, he likes its music and it doesn't wear very much. Yeah. It's just a hole. Yeah, it's a dump. Arrogant places, please. Arrogant people, arrogant things, and certainly arrogant animals. 08459 455 555. Training for new care workers coming into force next month won't stop elderly people being neglected and abused. That's according to Kirsty Bourne, whose father didn't receive his Parkinson's medication for his entire two-month stay at a Bedford care home. Well, we'll speak to her a little bit later on in the show. But first, I'm joined by Peter Neighbour, who runs Home Instead Senior Care in Watford. Morning, Peter. Morning, Ian. This National Care Certificate, what exactly does it entail? And in your opinion, is it a good idea? Yeah, I think it's a good idea. Um, I think the main thing it does is it brings together health and social care for the first time with one introductory um, training, uh, training plan. Uh, because the problem has been up until now, health and social care have been completely separate. And I think if we want to start addressing the problems that we've got uh, with uh, the elderly in our community and the way that they're looked after, we need to make sure that uh, the, the same people that look after them in hospital are trained in exactly the same way as the people that looked after, look after them at home. Isn't some of this, though, um, uh, a, a little bit obvious? I mean, a lot of it is to do with, uh, uh, with privacy and dignity, uh, communication. It, it, it's very basic care stuff, isn't it? It's not particularly advanced. No, I think a lot of it uh, should be obvious, um, and most of it is common sense. But that's not to say that there aren't things around that which, which need to be trained properly and need to be assessed. And um, I'm sure you'll agree that there are a lot of people out there that, that, you know, maybe look at things in slightly different ways. And it's good that if you've got everybody looking at it in the same way. I mean, it's not going to solve. It's not going to solve everything. No. But I think it's a start. No, you're right. My, my mum is in a care home, and um, um, some some pretty unpleasant things that we have just been uncovered as happening there. And, and and this certificate wouldn't have stopped that. Would Would you have to have this certificate to get a job in the care industry, or is it is it kind of voluntary? Uh, no, it's uh, you, you're going to have to have it. Um, all all homes and. Uh, uh, domiciliary care companies are monitored by the Care Quality Commission and they will be looking to see that all staff are properly trained and trained up to uh, the standards in this certificate. OK, so, it, so it's not perfect, but it, it's, what, it's a, it's a start, it's a step in the right direction, do you think? Yeah, it's a step in the right direction, but ultimately, um, most people that are in care want to do a good job and do do a good job. Yeah. Uh, if, you have, if you have problems, uh, such as the ones we've just been alluding to on, on the news, they tend to they they start at the, at the top. It's about being well well led and well run and well managed. Oh, that's an interesting way of looking at it. So you're 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 saying that the actions of uh, uh, those and I don't mean this in an insulting way, but those lower down the chain, i.e., the people with their hands on, literally, um, it, it, their behaviour is determined by whoever's sitting in the the, the big desk and uh, is in charge of everything. 
Ultimately, yes, absolutely. It's, uh, you know, leadership starts at the top and you have to have the same ethos running through the whole business. If you've got, if you've got a disconnect between the service that you're trying to do at the sharp end and the people at the top, then that's going to lead to problems. Um, so you have to have the right systems and, and procedures and attitude. It's about, it's about attitude. It's about a culture. And, and you're right, and always when we do these stories, it, it is important, I think, to flag up that the majority of people who, uh, who d- are carers are, are doing it because they care. Uh, and and the, the number of people who abuse that position, it's, it's very, very tiny, isn't it? It is, but that's the stuff that gets into the news. Of course. And quite right, quite rightly so. But we have a huge problem coming in this country in terms of we've got an ageing population which is living longer but is not healthy and somebody's got to look after them. And trying to attract the, the right sort of people into care is going to be absolutely paramount. And therefore we've got to start to make it seem more of a career, more professional. And I think a, you know, a universal certificate is, is a step in the right direction. Not... It's not the end of it, but it's a step. Peter, I appreciate your time. Keep up the good work. Peter Neighbour, who runs Home Instead Senior Care in Watford, joined now by Frank Ursell, who is from the Registered Nursing Home Association. Uh, you campaign, or your group campaigns for uh, better standards. You've got concerns about this National Care Certificate, have you, Frank? Well, I don't think they're concerns as such. I just think it's uh, some of the statements being made are, are, are overlooking the, the, the basic problem that, that this, this care certificate came out of the inquiry into mid-staffs. Um, now, Camilla Cavendish, who did that inquiry, found that the, the induction training for NHS workers wasn't wasn't up to, to scratch. Um, the problem is that she didn't, I don't think, she probably looked at what was being done in the adult social care chapter, which is the, you know, where people looked after at home or in care or nursing homes, uh, where we've actually had a, a very robust uh, induction standard from 2002 when the first time we had national training standards introduced um, and that robust um, induction standard has been, has been adequately uh, policed by the, the regulators since then the, now that the CQC which uh, was just been mentioned so it, it isn't as if it's um, it, 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 is, it is new, it, it, but it's also it's very, very important, and we've been we've, we've treated it with that importance from from 2002 when it was introduced. It's um, you asked uh, in the previous uh, um, uh, person you asked about whether they had, the staff had to have this standard before they could start working there, and the answer is, is no. It's a it's a vocational standard. Um, but I personally have been have been campaigning for a dozen years now to say that I think we ought to have some sort of educational standard which can be taught at schools and in, and further education colleges, so that when people came into care, they came in armed with some sort of uh, knowledge and information and skill. And and I think this, this is a huge opportunity lost. The by, thing, by the, one of the problems is Frank that these people who work in care homes or, or home visit carers, uh, they get paid so little, aren't they? So if they're going to have to um, exclude them themselves from work while they they go off training on a year two year course um it, it's financially not worth it for them is it well I, my, my education thing wouldn't have been that long but the current um the current uh, care certificate is meant to be taught in in uh, in, in uh, more than six months it, it doesn't it, it's not retrospective it will apply to everybody who starts work from the first of april uh, this year current um, uh, current staff members have have already been inducted to the common to the the current common induction standards which are as, as, as equivalent in many ways to the, to the new care certificate in fact most of the the old induction standards are form part of the care certificate the current system doesn't work 100 percent does it so some 
it, something needs to change, uh, uh, yeah. and it may well be your idea, but, but uh, and I know they're few and far between, but there are some horrific stories of um, theft in care homes by care workers, yeah. uh, uh, physical abuse, uh, neglect, mental abuse. Yeah, you, great, were right to, no, right, you, but you were right earlier in actually separating training from, from, from people's um, behaviour. Um, training it will help them in the, the process of, of caring for people. It won't stop um, people who are already devious from, from continuing to be devious. Hopefully what, what the, 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 the uh, interview system and, 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 and things like this are, are the things which would, which would make sure those people didn't get into care. But, it's, uh, but the training is, is the first step to, towards further training. I mean, there's, it's, it's, the care certificate isn't at all. It's, it's just in an induction st- stage. The uh, the further training will still continue there, but it it, it does uh, again as your previous uh, guy said it, it, it the the way in which see uh, skill sorry the way in which care quality commission now inspect by placing questions against certain aspects so is the is the service safe and is it well led are two of the questions they ask these are about training and about making sure people aren't abused. Frank, I appreciate your time this morning. Thank you, Frank herself from the Registered Nursing Home Association. Um, You may want to give us a call on that. I suspect that you're more likely to want to give us a call on arrogant people, places and things. And have you ever helped a crook and cover versions that are better than the original? 08459 455 555. I tell you what as well. We'll do this after half past seven. If someone can... um if someone can sell Terry Pratchett to me, I, very sad Terry Pratchett died, very sad he, he had dementia. I never got Terry Pratchett. I, I'm, I'm trying to tread carefully. I don't want to speak... I'm not going to speak ill of the dead. Uh, I'm going to speak openly about, about the author. I, I never got him. I, I glimpsed at some disc... I don't like all that fantasy stuff. And I was so surprised... This is what surprised me, actually. That the first 15 minutes of PM on Channel uh, Radio 4 last night, their big news show, just under 15 minutes, was about Terry Pratchett. And I thought it was, I thought, oh, it, it'll be a passing at best and maybe we'll get another author on to, you know, maybe they'll get another author on to say, oh, he was, he was great because. But he got 15 minutes. I think it's because of his work to um, try to bring about um, legalised kind of euthanasia. Well, that was, a, that was a tiny portion of the package they had on him. But also it's a big, you know, people who like Terry Pratchett love Terry Pratchett. But was he that big a, a thing, I though? I used to read his books when I was about 12, 13. They were all right. They were quite witty and they were quite clever. It, whose stomach was that? Mine. Okay, you're fine. Um, it, can, can someone? And I'm, I'm trying to choose my words carefully. Although someone will take offence. What's he? What's he having to go at Terry Pratchett for the day after you die? I'm not having a go. I just don't get it. I just don't get it. If someone could phone up and explain to me the uh, the attraction and the uh, outpouring of national affection for Terry Pratchett. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25 anti-clockwise, it's starting to look quite busy between Junction 20 for Kings Langley and 16 for the M40. On the M1 southbound, it's heavy from Junction 11 for Dunstable Road towards Junction 10 for the Luton Airport Spur Road. And having a look at the A1 Great North Road, and that's starting to build up southbound on the approach to the Black Cat Roundabout where the roadworks are. It got very busy yesterday morning, so it's likely to get busy in that area again this morning. Looking at the train departure boards, and there are no reports of any major problems of delays of more than five minutes. the Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you so much, Sammy. (laughs) 
7.17. It's Friday the 13th of March. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A woman whose father died following neglect at a Bedford care home says new training for staff won't deal with the problem. Following the arrest of a 13-year-old schoolboy, the detective leading the hunt for the attackers of Watford fan... What, sorry, Watford football fan Nick Cruiz has urged those responsible to do the right thing and hand themselves in. And a former homeless man from Luton has won a Prince's Trust Award at a star-studded ceremony in London last night. BBC Three Counties Radio. Roberto Peroni on BBC Three Counties Radio. Tip-top etiquette expert William Hansen, who is not a fan of politicians oversharing. Oh, good afternoon, Roberto. I feel slightly nauseous. <laughs> Every weekday from three. Let's talk to Harriet Harman, the leader of the Labour Party. We've been in Bedford and Cambridge, and we've had very interesting discussions. Let's talk cold callers. Do you have a tried and tested method of getting rid of cold callers? You've got to make up a word before you go on the phone, and so you can fit that word in without them realising in the most time. Saying um actually helps you feel calmer. Did you believe this show? Definitely. And since I read that, I've been doing it and I'm well chilled. Roberto <laughs> Peroni, weekdays from three on BBC Three Counties Radio. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. 08459 Morning, Gatford. Uh, morning, boss. How's it going? It's going very, very well. Would Can you tell, by listening mm-hmm. to the broadcast on the wireless this morning, that I've got a headache and I feel nauseous? Can you, you tell pretty that? Much, you pretty much feel ill every day, don't that's, you? That's, that's rude. Well, but it's pretty much true. Yeah, no, absolutely true. Don't join in. This How's is, that hypochondria going? Oh, I think I'm, it's going to kill me. Well, don't do that. Uh, Gafford, that's rude, mate. Well, yeah, but then if, they, if you do that, then they've got to rename the whole show. Think of others for one. Yeah, you're right, actually. They're very selfish yeah. of me. What do you yeah, want, you plum? I've got two of your topics. Oh. Double shot. Double shot Friday. Double shot Friday. We're calling it Double Shot Friday, guys. Yeah. Are they, uh, is, you say yeah. you've got two of the topics. Is what you're going to say actually interesting? Because with the greatest of respect, Gatford, uh-huh. it's quite often... Uh, I've, I was going through my files yesterday. Of all the fi- I, I keep records of everybody who's phoned me over the last ten years in this crazy uh-huh. business we call show. Right. And uh, you, you generally score um, two stars. Well, I'm hoping that on Double Shot out Friday of, I can exceed... Out of, out of 50... Uh, 50. Yeah, two out of 50. The odds are not in my favour, but may- maybe I can hit one of them and then the other one maybe. All right, fella, we'll start off with your best one. Start off with the best one. Well, I've, I've, I've assisted a criminal. Uh, okay. Unknowingly, okay. I was in a, a popular sandwich shop. And, was um, it Subway? A... No. Was it Pret? No. Was it um, Gary Glitter's sandwich shop that he used to own in Leicester Square? True fact. True oh. fact. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, true no, fact. Should I say what it was or well, not? Well, it, it depends. I it's want to Greg. know now. Greg's. It was Greg's. Greg's isn't Greg's. a sandwich shop. It's a baker's shop. love. It's, baker's. Is, it's not a sandwich shop. Baker's. No, it's a baker's. They sell Greg's dummies. Oh, fair enough. Okay. Sausage rolls. Popular, popular baker's. Yeah, Greg's. Um, yeah. When did, they start you know, intru- when did they introduce seated areas in Greg's? That I know, really man, is. That's for, weird, isn't it? Well, yeah, 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 yeah that's yeah. for the extremely but lazy. You know that how the, the layout of a Greg's is that the sandwiches are outside of the counter. Oh, mate, would you get to the point, please? Okay. Basically, um, a gentleman walked in and he said, Oh, you're quite tall. Could you hand me that sandwich from the top shelf? You're not tall. I am. I'm six foot three. That's width ways. Oh. Upwards. 
Now he's being rude. Um, and I pass him the sandwich, thinking he's then going to walk to the front and pay for the sandwich, and he walks out the shop. Hey, that is brazen sandwich thievery. Brazen. Just brazen. And I don't. I can't remember what the sandwich was, whether it was particularly good or, you know, whatever, but it was on a high shelf. i tell you what I don't get, right? Yeah. I don't get egg sandwiches. Fried egg sandwich and egg banjo, beautiful. I'm in. But um, uh, 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 um, the other type of egg, the boiled egg, the boiled egg and mayonnaise, egg mayonnaise, no, 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 disgusting. Egg and is quite nice. No, though. it's not, mate. I quite like it if I've just made it, but I don't like it when it's been sitting there. No. No, it's disgusting. It is disgusting. I, I don't like fancy sandwiches. I like plain sandwiches. I don't like things that have got, like, sauces and, and salad. And, um, Would you obviously. consider a cheese and mayo sandwich fancy? No, of course yeah, not. Yeah, but would you prefer a cheese slice on cheap white bread? Yeah. Of course I Or a bit of ham without any mustard or anything like that. Hang on, hang on a minute, guys. Sorry, let me just check. Yeah, we're doing What's Your Favourite Sandwich. Time to move on to point two, Gary. <laughs> point two. We've actually um, got a counsellor, proper important person to talk to, and we're keeping him waiting because of you. Well, what can I say? Um, the, the second one you is cover good, versions. You could say a good story. Versions. Yes, cover versions yeah, cover are better versions. than the originals. Um, Strawberry Fields Forever by Candy Flip. Oh, yeah, right, goodbye. Goodbye. Do you remember the Candy Flip version of Strawberry Fields Forever? Was it Soup Dragons? No, it was, the, it was Candy Flip. Dig it out. It's flipping awful. Goodbye, Gary. You're banned for the rest of the week. Dig it out. Candy Flip, Strawberry Fields. And I'll, I will show you, Kelly, just how arrogant the 80s were. The 80s thought they could improve on perfection. I'll show you how arrogant they were. 08459 555. Now, Letchworth residents are complaining. This is an incredible story. This is where we got the arrogance from about over-enthusiastic deer venturing further into the town. The so-called arrogant, bold deer are roaming the streets for food and damaging pro- pr- property as they come into contact with residents. Well, Bambi's grown up and got nasty. Let's speak to uh, David Kearns, who is Labour councillor for the Grange Ward in Letchworth. Good morning, David. Good morning. How big a problem is this? I don't say it's a huge problem, but it's, it's getting worse. What? So what, what, where are these deer going, and what are they getting up to? Well, they're coming off Norton Common, which is a, a, a green area in the centre of Letchworth. Uh, and uh, they're then roaming the streets of the Grange and areas very close to it, and going into people's gardens, uh, uh, ruining their gardens, scavenging for food. Uh, and we've had one incidence of a, a deer entering the house. How? Now, this is the thing, because I, I, I was curious about this. How, how did it get into the house? <laughs> well, I, I was told it was a, a warm summer evening. Right. And the resident had left the front door, uh, oh. back door open. Blimey. And the uh, house is a, a bungalow. Right. Um, and the deer had come through and just sort of wandered in, in, in and ended up in, into the kitchen. The, the, the resident themselves wasn't in the kitchen, but had gone into the kitchen a couple of minutes later, heard a, a bit of a, a, a noise and, and was confronted by this deer. Um, which dear, is oh dear. probably um, the size of a, a, a very large dog. Uh, and both were startled, and the, the deer, the deer sort of... <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm laughing, because that's such a lovely term. Both were startled. <laughs> they're, they're both, I bet they both had the fright of their lives. Absolutely. And then it, 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 it's panic, it brushed past and, and knocked the, the resident, who wasn't a, a, a young person, who was just yes. a middle-aged person, um, knocked them to one side. So, you know, 
And that was. Do we know? Is it the same thing that happened with foxes in the seventies and eighties? They they just kind of came out of the woods and and encroached on on towns. Is it that same? Is that the same reason? Do we think that they're getting so bold? Well, we we've had. I've lived in Letchworth for uh, fifty-five years, and we've had uh, monk jack deer, and it's the monk jack deer for, for quite quite some considerable time. Yeah, and I think probably for about forty-five of those years, you very rarely saw them. But you know, the last ten years, they, they, they seem to have uh, got a bit more brazen. What's this talk about re- re- releasing links into the the countryside to cull the deer? That that that, that was a. a, a an off-cuff remark from a, a fellow councillor that, that there seems to have been a, okay. a, sto- a story somewhere or another that, that there, there was some talk about uh, reintroducing links. So that's not happening. Well, one would hope not. Oh blimey! <laughs> you, you too dearie me. So what what, do you, what, what is going to happen, David? Because I, I guess this can't continue because it will get worse and worse. Is, is there going to be a deer culling program? Are you going to set up electrified fences? What what what's the plan? Well, at the moment. The, I've only raised the issue at the moment so that people are aware of, of the issue and I'd obviously like to hear of, of more cases uh, of, of deer to see exactly how badly the problem is. But we don't actually know how many deer that we have got right. on the common. Right. And because, you know, they don't, the common isn't an uh, area that's electrified fencing or, or, or particularly well fenced off, deer roam... Um, from all over us, but it would be an idea just to find out how many we've got. It would be just a, a really thing, finger in the air job. Because, yeah. you, know, you, you can't say, well, we've got 50 deer and they're always going to be there. But, yeah. uh, and just to, just to monitor the, the situation. It could be like young people, couldn't it, where it's, 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 they all get a bad press, but actually it's only a handful of them that, that stand outside spa, you know, spitting them. But it could be the same with deer. That it's, it's, it's just a small number of, of, of a larger group of deer that's uh, misbehaving. Uh, David, I appreciate your time. Thank you. That's uh, Labour councillor David Keynes. Deary me. I mean, dear, oh dear. Eh? Oh, dear, oh, pray. <laughs> I don't think I've got that one, have I? I need to tidy all this out. Have I got that one? Hell, mess. Oh, I think it's disgusting. Room noise. He don't call us, but we was on the JVS show the other day. Oh, really? Dave Luton. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, no, Dave Luton was on the JVS show, wasn't he? I know the other fellow was, but I'm sure Dave Luton popped up. They can have the other fellow. Oh, eight, four, five, nine. We want Dave back. Uh, well, we don't have one. Dave, why don't you call us anymore? Is it because of Fifty Shades of Grey? Is, is that the reason? It's because he's going to murder Ian Lee. Oh, that's why. He thinks he owes us a tenner. That's why he's lying low. Dave, you don't owe us any money, you plum. For goodness sakes, just come on, come on the air, take your spanking like you deserve, and then we'll be friends again. Come and be spanked. Let me spank you. Um, grey style, and uh, then, we're, then we'll be quits, that's all. Don't bite your lick, Dave. Don't bite your... Don't roll your eye at, eye at me. I got my bottom slapped. See, Peter had it done, and he survived, Dave, so you you come and have a bit of the same, yeah? 08459 four double five five double five. Let's really... Right, OK, so after half past seven, I want to focus... Uh, I really want to build up this arrogant list. Um, I want to uh, d- discover why there's been so much uh, affection for Terry Pratchett. Never appealed to me in the slightest. And when I heard he died, I thought, oh, well, that's sad. Always sad when, you know, when uh, someone dies. Um, but I couldn't believe the outpouring on the radio for him last night. Can someone explain it to me, please? 08459 455 555. 
Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's starting to build up on the M1 southbound. It's looking very slow from Junction 11 for Dunstable Road towards Junction 10 for the Luton Airport Spur Road. And looking at the M25 anti-clockwise, it's very slow from Junction 26 Worth Mabby to 25 for Enfield. On the A10 southbound in Chesham, it's starting to build up between the Great Cambridge Road at the New River Trading Estate southbound towards the M25. And on the A1 Great North Road southbound from the Comeworth turnoff at Wyboston, it's starting to look very slow towards the Black Cat Roundabout through the roadway. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 7.30, I'm Simon Oxley. A woman whose father died following neglect at a Bedford care home says new training for staff won't deal with the problem. Following the arrest of a 13-year-old schoolboy, the detective leading the hunt for the attackers of Watford football fan Nick Cruis has urged those responsible to do the right thing and hand themselves in. The Queen will lead the nation at a service at St Paul's Cathedral this morning to remember the servicemen and women who died in the Afghan conflict. And a former homeless man from Luton has won a Prince's Trust Award at a start studied ceremony in London last night. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Reigning champion Lewis Hamilton and Mercedes teammate Nico Rosberg have dominated practice for Sunday's season-opening Australian Grand Prix, but Rosberg finished ahead of the Hertfordshire driver in both sessions. New Milton Keynes Red Bull driver Daniel Kvyat was sixth in second practice, but Daniel Ricciardo didn't take part. England's cricketers are playing Afghanistan in their final World Cup match, having already been eliminated. A short while ago, Afghanistan were 111 for seven, but rain has again stopped play. In tomorrow's football, Watford hosts Reading. The Hornets will check on the fitness of striker Odion Igalo and midfielder Alman Abdi, but Tommy Hoban is suspended. Watford, one of four teams level on points at the top of the championship. Milton Keynes Dons go to Walsall, aiming to end a run of three successive defeats. Captain Dean Lewington returns from suspension. Manager Carl Robinson welcomes back goalkeeper David Martin after injury after a difficult spell for replacement Ian McLaughlin. It's just not worked. He's gone in and had a very bad time. He, he went in a few years ago, had a good time. So he's just having one of them moments where you have to respect that every footballer goes through it. And the fact was the way we play, it's had more of an impact than what we actually thought. Wickham hosts promotion rival Shrewsbury. Luton go to Portsmouth. Had a striker Paul Benson could be back in the squad four months after breaking his leg. And Stevenage are at Cambridge. In the Europa League last night, Everton won 2-1 at home to Dynamo Kiev in the first leg of their last 16 tie. And in racing, it's Gold Cup Day at the Cheltenham Festival. Retiring 19-time champion jockey AP McCoy rides Carlingford Lock in his final Gold Cup. Here's Cornelius Lysett. Ever since AP McCoy made his first appearance of the week on the winner's list yesterday with Oxisandra, a gamble on Carlingford Lock, a horse with solid form owned by JP McManus and trained by John Kiley in Ireland, has been gathering pace. But that plunge is not the only one. With the Willie Mullins team enjoying a purple patch, Jack Adam, one of three Gold Cup runners for the Mullins stable, is becoming an increasingly popular choice and could challenge Sylvaniak Conti, hoping for third time lucky after two Gold Cup defeats for favouritism. Meanwhile, last year's winner, Lord Windermere, is back, hoping to retain his crown. BBC Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at eight. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. We'll um, set up the stall again in a second. Let's go to David and Luton first. Morning, David. Good morning. What have you got for us, sir? Uh, pardon? What, what have you got for us, sir? 
Well, I have, I can't get. I'm in bed still. Yeah. Um, I understand that you're discussing uh, care. Yes, they're bringing in a, a certificate that people will have to earn um, if they are to work as carers. What do you think? Absolutely right. They should have been registered from day one. Tell me why. Why? Be- because that they then um, know that if they misbehave or they don't or they break the, co- the code of conduct for the care, that they will lose their job and they won't be able to go back into the field again. Have you encountered any misbehaviour when uh, with your carers? Pardon? Have you uh, have you encountered any misbehaviour with yes, the people with, that care for you? With the previous with the previous care agencies I was with, they uh, put their hands on me. Gosh, now don't mention any names. What no, do you... I'm not going to because I don't. No. Because um, um, the situation is that serious. But I have complained, but nothing's been done. What do you mean they put their hands on you? <laughs> they hit me. That's what. If you if you were to know privately, I'd love to know privately. Um, you knew if if the BBC were to know privately yeah. my experiences, my some of my experiences are unprintable and unspeakable. And if I complain, um, I'm branded as a as a troublemaker, and. Um, well, I'm just a, an outcast. Why, do, if you don't mind me asking, David? No, I don't mind you asking anything. Ian. Okay. Why do you need care? What, 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 what is, what is your, what is wrong with you so that you need people to help you? I have a very serious, acute, um, neuro- neurological problem, which can, which has been unable to be diagnosed. Therefore, there's no prognosis, and I am a medical clinician's biggest nightmare. I was in the Royal Free Hospital in London yeah. for 28 weeks back in 2003. So what do, what do the care what can't you do for yourself that means you require carers? Is it things like getting up, washing, dressing and eating? <laughs> Absolutely right. Yeah. So what happened on the day that the carers hit you? Well, this is all to do um they 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 made they make up the rules as they go along and they decided that uh, they, uh, that my medication, that I was taking too much medication and I said it was none of their business. The medication is prescribed by the uh, practice, by the medical practice or the medical clinicians, and I wasn't going to take instructions from, from them or from anybody other than a medical clinician. And that was my explanation. And then they punched me. Punched or slapped? Was it a closed fist or an open palm? Both. And where did they hit you? What part of your body? Well, on the face, uh, and on the on the on the on the upper part of the body. And was it a man or a woman? That no, hit? two women. Right. Did you go to the police about this? Yes, I did. And what did the police say? The police, all they would say was that it's my word against theirs, and they, they, they were very sorry. They'd get taken to court, and if they took it to court, they would stand up, and the police said the police were really honest. I've got to, I can't fault the police. They said that uh, they'd just say that I aggravated them, and uh, the case would be thrown out of court. 
Well, I think, Catherine, this warrants a couple of phone calls this afternoon, doesn't it? To, perhaps, yeah. To, perhaps. To, to, do we have a little look into that? Yeah, let's have a look. David, listen, uh, w- w- someone, we, we may speak to you a bit later on if that's all right. What, what on this programme? Uh, we, we, we may speak to you off air. Um, but, but let me speak to the team after the show. We may speak to you off air and do a little bit of digging if that would be okay. Yes, that's fine. David, thank you for your time. Catherine? I, I think I know David's case. Okay. Is he still there? David? 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 Oh, no, David, you're there, aren't you? You're still there, David. Yes, I'm there. Did you speak to another BBC programme about this on this radio station? I have done, so yes. Jo- Jonathan's programme? Yes. Yeah, I, I remember, I remember. OK, okay well, I'll have a ch- conversation with Jonathan as well. OK, they've looked into it, have they? OK. All right, well, David, listen, we're, we're, we appreciate your time. Thank you very much indeed. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. OK, well, we'll speak to them. See what we can do. Catherine's joining me back in the studio again. Catherine, um, yeah. let's just re- let's reset the stall. Then we'll go through the papers. Okay. Um, uh, arrogant because of these deer. Which boy, oh boy, doesn't it sound like um, um, not much of a story? But but <laughs> no, we're making the most out of not a lot, which is basically my whole career. Um, so we're talking arrogance, arrogant animals, arrogant places, arrogant people. We've decided that Milton Keynes, London. Paris and dolphins are all arrogant. Mm-hmm. Oh, eight, Ibiza four, five, as well, nine, the Ibiza. whole island. Oh, 08459 four, double, five, five, double, five. Ever helped a criminal? By accident, this is. Where has that come from? Uh, that was. You brought it up. Uh, I'm a bit windy pops, if I'm honest. So anyway, I have in the past. Um, not not proud. Not my proudest moment, but it came out of kindness both times. In one, I directed yeah. a mob to a youth club where they then uh, decided to. Um, uh, do some damage, and then uh, on another occasion, I uh, abetted a, a shoplifter by accident by um, filling out her card while her mate filled a bin bag. Ever uh, helped a criminal? And uh, 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 also, oh yeah, Terry Pratchett. I don't get Terry Pratchett. He's front page, I think, of the Mirror um, today. Is this, uh, he's in all the papers. He's in all the papers. Front page of the Mirror. The end. Best-selling author Terry Pratchett tweets story of his dying moments. I mean, I, I, hey, listen, I'm, I'm not in any way... Uh, someone will, will go online and say, Oh, it's too soon. Oh, you can't do it. No, I'm not. I'm just questioning the uh, outpouring of affection that this gentleman... Uh, it, there's obviously something I've missed. It's your cue to give us a call on 08459 and tell us what he's missing. Oh, 0845... Oh, you just did that. Yeah, so he's 66, uh, died after Alzheimer's fight. He'd been a huge campaigner for, for the right to die. That's the reason why people who haven't read the Discworld novels might, might know Terry Pratchett. Very outspoken person. Person. Oh, and uh, uh, cover versions that are better than the originals as well. Yeah, and we're not accepting that one, Strawberry, strawberry Fields. Have you heard it? Did you manage to dig it out? The Candy Flip and Strawberry Fields Forever. Dig, dig, I know you're on the phone, Kayla, you do that, but I'll, I will play it and it shows just how arrogant the 80s were. When was the last time you went in BHS? Um, used to go on BHS in the Queensmere Shopping Centre in Slough mm-hmm. uh, and they had the, what, what looked to me at the time magical. They had two things. They had a doorbell, um, uh, a wall of doorbells. Always good. Uh, and, and it was next to the light section, which was just full of the most amazing lights. So I'd go and play in there. Crystal. The 70s were rubbish. <laughs> Why? Because Sir Philip Green, a billionaire tycoon, of course, oh, yeah. his sold retailer BHS Ooh. to a consortium of investors for what's understood to be a nominal sum. He must have made a fortune, haven't well, sold it for? I hope they give it a bit of TLC because I think BHS is one of those kind of companies that's been allowed to go really beige. Is he, oh, it was always bland. It was always a bland environment. But with a bit of, bit of love, it could come back, I think. Has he, um, has he sold it to the Chinese or something? Uh, it better be British home stores. 
Imagine Chinese... Consortium Retail Acquisitions. OK, they sold it for a quid, didn't they? They sold it for very, very little. Yeah. Very yeah. little indeed. So Philip said, I'm pleased that we found a buyer in Retail Acquisitions Limited who wants to develop the BHS brand. I'm confident... I didn't know BHS was still going. It. I yeah. thought it went the way of... Uh, uh, CNA. CNA, yeah. CNA is still quite big in Spain. Is it really? Yeah, when I used to live there, I was amazed to see so many CNAs. I used to love the CNA logo. What did the CNA stand for? Not the joke version. I don't know, but some of my earliest fashions were purchased from their Clockhouse yeah, brand. See, it was Clockhouse CNA. Isn't yeah. That funny? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the uh, the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Uh, the papers are a little bit, a little bit oh, slim today. Talk this... about the teacher who told, who said he was she was going to call God. Oh well, where, where, well, I don't know where, where that is. You've got uh, that. Ring, have you? ring God, mirror, page twenty-seven. Um, see ya. You got it. Go, 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 gadget legs. Go, 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 gadget legs. Right, here we go. Uh, 29, like that one. OK, here we go. A headmistress has been accused of forcing primary school pupils to lie face down while she phoned God to report they've been badly behaved. Parents said Sheila Jones had humiliated the children and they've reported her to watchdog Ofsted. Tammy Brimble said her son Cyrus, 11, was one of the children punished at St Joseph's Roman Catholic Primary in Devizes, Wiltshire. She said, I don't think what she did was appropriate at all. The lying face down, don't agree with. The calling God? Ah. Uh, you know, I always pretend to call my boy's um, teacher. If he, don't always, but it's, it's a real last resort. Father he's, Christmas gets a ring now and if again. He's being too, if he's being completely disobedient... I'm going to phone Mrs Smith. Do you want me to phone Mrs Smith? Go on then, phone it. Phone her up. Hello, is that Mrs Smith? No one there. Yeah, and his face. She just want to talk to you about Alec, uh, my, my youngest uh, son. And, she, uh, and he, his face drops and then he does what he's, he's told. And I say, yeah. Yeah, no, he's being a very good boy and he's doing exactly what he's told. Thank you for your time, Mrs Smith. And put the phone down. While maintaining eye contact with the child at yeah. all times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the phoning thing, I've not got a problem with that at all. God, though. In a Roman Catholic school, don't start well, that nonsense. It's shaming, isn't it? Well, and also, it kind of, I think it uh, waters down your message. If you're a Roman Catholic school, don't mess around with that stuff. So, listen, this is what um, 1966, I think, maybe 67 sounded like. OK, so be beautiful. It's, uh... Dealey would probably call this arrogant. This isn't arrogant, this is confident. This is confident. It's confidence here. They know they're good. This is what the mid-80s sounded like. This is the arrogance of the 80s. Candy oh, flip. Yeah, I remember Strawberry this Fields Forever. Enjoy. And the intro sounds like a Frank Sidebottom song. If someone sent that into BBC Introducing Kelly, where would you file it? Careful. Careful. Be honest. You play it. I wouldn't. Disgusting. Makes me want to eat How my own. How dare own. they? Makes me want to eat my own fingers. Hey, here's something. Now, I don't condone what this person did. But I had a similar incident yesterday. I went to meet someone and they coughed in their hand, then offered it to me to Ew. shake. And I had to shake it. I then went and washed my hand immediately after. But a tram passenger was punched in the face for not covering his mouth when he coughed. I don't condone the violence. 
But it is rude. I would totally understand the anger at it. The 62-year-old was on an afternoon service when a witness said he let out a small cough. A man shouted and hit him, giving him a bloody nose, black eye. Terrible, terrible, terrible. That is outrageous. The victim and onlooker got off the service in Croydon and called police. The witness said the old boy was really shaken. The old boy, love it. And had blood all over his face. Awful, awful, awful. But... Well, I'm not condoning the act in the slightest. I'm not condoning... I'd be angry with the fellow that did a cough as well. I hate it when you're out uh, and people are coughing without putting their hands over that or sneezing. I don't want to see the interior of your head oh, at any point. I think it's absolutely disgusting. 08459 455 555. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's slow on the M25 anti-clockwise round Junction 16 for the M40 and the M1 southbound is looking slow from Junction 11 for Dunstable Road towards the M1 Junction 10 for the Luton Airport Spur Road. On the A1 Great North Road, the roadworks are causing delays between the Black Cat roundabout and the Comeworth turn-off at Wyboston and in Hitchin on Stevenage Road. That's looking busy in both directions between White Hill Road and Paynes Park. Elsewhere in Hartford on Gascoigne Way, it's looking slow around Ware Road on the speed sensors and having a look at the train departure boards, there are no major delays at the moment. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Hey up, Sammy, thank you. 7.46, Friday the 13th of March. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A woman whose father died following neglect at a Bedford care home says a new national care certificate won't deal with the problem. Following the arrest of a 13-year-old schoolboy, the detective leading the hunt for the attackers of Watford football fan Nick Cruis has urged those responsible to do the right thing and hand themselves in. And a former homeless man from Luton has won a Prince's Trust Award at a star studied ceremony in London last night. 08459 455555. Let's get the weather. Here's Elizabeth. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello, very good morning to you. It's going to be a pretty nice day once more across the three counties. We do have a rain band towards western areas at the moment. That's gradually going to push its way further west through the morning. So if it's raining where you are, then more bad luck. But it won't be raining for very much longer. There will be some cloud around for a time just about everywhere, but that will thin and break to give us some good spells of sunshine for the rest of the day. And top temperatures up to 10 or even 11 degrees, 52 in Fahrenheit. Not quite as warm as it was yesterday, but still fairly pleasant and there will be some sunshine around too. Later on through the afternoon we're getting a bit of an easterly wind and it's that that's going to cause us some problems over the course of the weekend. But overnight tonight it's going to stay dry, temperatures down to two or three degrees so it will be a fairly chilly night to come and then very chilly over the weekend. Temperatures no higher than around six or seven degrees. There'll be a lot of cloud too and as I said a cold easterly breeze. There could even be some showers on Sunday. That's the forecast. Monday Night Sport is a sports programme unlike any other. I love going somewhere where the sport takes place. Go to the judo club in Aylesbury where he almost got strangled to death. He's just about to get flung in the air and crashed to the floor. Yes, it is about sport, but it's also about us two having a bit of a giggle at the same time. Anywhere on the green, he's got one over on Lucy, the uh, US Open competitor. Oh, it's... 
I think we can see that. We've had some great ones. I thought the wakeboarding was just tremendous. Yeah. That is so far out of our comfort zone. I don't quite know how I fell off, but I think it was something to do with the balance. And, of course, you can see all the videos on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash BBC3CR. Three Counties Sport on BBC Three Counties Radio. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. You probably prefer this version, don't you, Just? You must be joking. <laughs> Hang on a minute, just say that again. You must be joking. Thank you very much. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, would you please welcome... It's for the, together for the first time in 30 years, Paul McCartney and Ringo Starr. Flip, ladies and gentlemen, candy. The arrogance of the <laughs> '80s, thinking they could improve upon perfection. Oh gosh, that was terrible. I think it was 1990 that came was it, out. I've got was it that the, late? Yeah, it was '90. Was it really? I got it one of my smash hits albums, and I remember listening to that. And my dad saying to me, "No, no, no, son, no, no, no. sit down. Let me play you the original. Okay, let me play Let's get real you here. the original." Strawberry film. Cheese phobia has sent me crackers. People like this, how can they live? Or do you know what? I'm going to treat myself to a cheese. I'm in Birmingham tonight. Mm. I'm going to go out and have a cheese board somewhere. Oh, I'm going to treat yes. myself to a dirty cheese board. Oh, halloumi. You don't get halloumi on a cheese board, mate. Oh, you should. You should actually. Yeah. No, it's, no, it's too Squeaky. hot. You don't want hot next to cold. A business I can manage both, mate. A business analyst has told how she has panic attacks and bursts into tears because of her fear of cheese. It's mm, odd. Anna Bonderson, 33, flees at the sight of the, quote, yellow, smelly hell. <laughs> <laughs> she once dumped an unwitting boyfriend who came into the room with a plateful and can be left terrified by talk about cheese on the radio. Oh. oh. Sorry, Anna. Sorry, love. She's from Sweden. Hmm. Recalled how she ran away from a work colleague when a work colleague used a microwave to heat up a Parmesan-flavoured pie. She said, It took about two seconds for the cheesy steam... <laughs> we all know about that, don't we? That's... To, to reach my nose, and I completely panicked. Physically, my body reacts with tears. So she cries. Yeah. I can't think of anything but escape. Anna has never sought treatment for the phobia, as she does not consider it a problem. <laughs> really? She said people find it amusing. Yeah. That's no way to live your life, my darling. No. You are missing out on some of the great cheesy goodness that's out. I'm going to have a cheese board. Oh, just get in there, cheese. You know, it's just so fantastic. It is. All different varieties. Oh. What's your favourite cheese? Halloumi. Call me now. You like a bit of halloumi? I like oh. halloumi squeaky. Had it last night. Oh. Do you know what? It made me, as a person, yeah. as a person, it made me feel alive. I overdid it with Halloumi. I've got to leave it for a bit. I got frightened. Your basic cheddar. <laughs> in, <laughs> Sorry. It's your basic cheddar with a little bit of quince on top. Oh. Quince jelly on, ch on cheddar, yeah? You talking my language? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm there. Very, very dirty. But then I like, you know, I like. Um, What's the protocol with your biscuits? I don't bother putting butter on anymore. No, I don't mean that. Right, oh. your water biscuit is meant to be for, I, I don't know, for oh. a certain kind of cheese, no, no, and then you no, go for no, the, no, like, no. digestive-y fat one. You for start the digestive cheese. first, then the, then the Ritz, and then you just just go with whatever's there. Not the ones with the seed, the poppy seeds on oh, those. I quite like those. You can have those. They're a light bite. 
Light bite. Uh, what have we got Delia on for? We're still talking about that young uh, girl who is called... Um, Pirate Girl. Pirate Girl. By a teacher who couldn't remember her name. She's six. She's got... Um, no. She's got one of those little patches over her eye to try to correct a problem with her other eye. He forgot her name and he's kids. He love. yells across a crowd oh, hall. He said, excuse hey, me. Pirate girl. Excuse me, you young lady, I've forgotten your name. Uh, pirate girl. <gasps> what's what's three plus two? That so is wrong. Well, Alan. I don't think it, I don't think it is, to it be is honest. Wrong. Come on. Go she's on too young. She's way too young. You're with but, me, aren't you, Justin? The I, bands, I am on this one. The yes. bands can't start till they're about fourteen. Yeah, oh. and even then it can be a bit touchy. Yeah. He wasn't shaming her. He wasn't having yes, he a pop. Was. He singled the girl out. He, he's made yeah. her look stupid in front of her he wanted to other speak, school friends. He wanted to speak to her and got her attention That's in like a friendly she had, way. If she had a spot Hello, on the end pirate. of her nose saying, Oi, Rudolph. No, it's not the yes, same. Yes, it is. Hello. Everyone loves pirates, apart from, of course, that couple that were kidnapped not too long ago, just on the coast of Ethiopia. Yeah, too soon. Does Ethiopia have a coastline? Or is it landlocked? Don't know. Justin, yes. you've taken this one out to the streets. I have. People are not happy this morning. A great Polish perspective coming up oh, here as well. Beautiful. Quite possibly the best Polish perspective ever. These guys, they talk a lot of sense. Here's what happened on the streets this morning. Taking it to the streets with J-Dog. It's gotten all very silly now, all these things. If you saw a girl with an eye patch, would you call her pirate girl? Well, it depends on the circumstances. If there's somebody I knew, and you'd say, ah, hello, pirate patch, how are you? I mean, she'd probably laugh. It's bad. Yeah, it's insensitive. Because you're wearing glasses today, so what, what if your teacher forgot your name and said, oh, Specky, how would that make you feel? I personally would have... In. I'm coming in. No, Go on. not the same. Yeah, the same. No, the same would be if uh, he went, um, you, Harry Potter. That's the same. Specky is not the same. He's not called a one-eye. Mm. No, he hasn't. No, okay. he's, he's, he's... A, What have you called a gogs? As in goggles. What? Gogs to me is, is um, aren't they um, uh, playing? Anyway, no, not the same, Justin. Okay. Invalid. We'll continue, but this, this answer is invalid as the question is no. invalid. Okay. Thank you. Mind, I've never felt wrong about my glasses. Oh, hang on. She agrees with me. So, actually, this no, is valid again. she doesn't agree. She doesn't agree. Let's get the Polish perspective. What's your name? Przemysław. Philip. Philip. A six-year-old girl was in a classroom. She's got a problem with her eye. So, she was wearing an eye patch. The teacher forgot that girl's name. So, he called her Pirate Girl. What do you think about that? I think that bullies are uh, not good, even in Poland. <laughs> so, you think this teacher's a bully? Yeah, I think it's a bully. I don't think it's a joke because uh, you can joke from many uh, things, but not from diseases. So yeah. I, I totally don't agree with with this. Very interesting in yourself. Uh, I think the same. I think the same. It's not uh, our reason to to joke. Madam, you're here with your young daughter this morning. Okay, if she went to school and she was wearing an eye patch because she had a visual problem, and the teacher forgot your daughter's name and called her Pirate Girl. How do you think you might react to that? I'd be pretty angry, actually. Pretty Is it not just a, a harmless name? Just, just a bit of fun? No. No, not at all. Because then you're just making her inferior and complex about it, so... No. So, if your daughter came home, would you go straight up to the school and say, what do you think you're doing? You don't talk to my daughter like that. You don't call her that ever again. Yeah, yeah I would. Yeah, I would. I would go in to speak to the teacher and tell him straight, don't do it. No, you're... you're Michael, really. She'd go yeah. down the school. You're all out of order. I tell you, this fella, he's a great teacher. Shortlisted for Local Teacher of the Year Award in 2010. Good for him. 
He thinks he's a bit of fun. No. He's overset the mark. No, he's not. Do you know what? To, to, I'll to, tell you he's wrong in this story in a minute. Go on. To make a comparison to what you're talking about this morning, yeah. obviously, as you say, he's a good teacher. Great teacher. He's up for these awards. We shouldn't be he's knocking got, teachers. He's got above his station. He's got arrogant. Oh. No, mate, no. Like the lecture with I'll D. tell you who's wrong in this story, shall I? Go on. Mum's, it says here, Mum's fury over shy Alicia Six. Mum, uh, Amy, says... Alicia, uh, Mum's, uh, Mum Amy, 30, now fears Mr Davis's ill-judged comment will be copied by bullies. She said, Alicia is so, so vulnerable because of her eye patch. Mm. It's made her very self-conscious oh. and timid anyway. Oh, OK, Mum, sorry. So that's why you've got a full-page picture of her in two of the national newspapers and you've got the story out there because she's so, so vulnerable and you're worried that other kids in the school will, will pick up this comment. Well, if they didn't hear it on the date, they'll certainly know about it now, Amy. Yeah, it's not you her fault. you made it worse. It's not the parents' fault the story's got picked up. Worse. She's made a complaint. Somebody's obviously leaked it to a local newspaper. Well, it's gone, gone from there. The you can't blame her. I think that maybe she doesn't know how these things work. Well, so, well then, exactly. Well. She knows how it Well, you know it. If you get this story in the paper, there's going to be a picture of... Look, she's posed for the pictures. Let's have a look. She's doing the glum face. They're both doing glum face. Glum face, glum face. She, the mum is making... As always with these stories... It's good glum face, isn't it? Two proper good glum Double face. Double glum face. The mum, as always with these stories... OK, so your child has, has been, in your opinion, I disagree, has been humiliated and could be open to bullying. So what's the best thing to do? Expose that to even more people. Expose it to mi not just the 200 that were in the school hall, but yeah. the, I don't know, maybe the 6 million people well, that read the newspaper. Oh, listen, hey, there's Pirate Girl. She was in the paper hey, this morning. She's six. Poor little darling. Look exactly. At that and I think that you, Catherine, and you, Justin, you're both forgetting the six-year-old kiddie. That's the most important, the most important thing in this. Are you quite finished? Are you going to contradict me? I'm just going to let, let you crack on. I've finished. OK, thank you. Speak to you in the next hour? Yeah, arrogant animals. Yeah, go on. OK. And uh, can you do arrogant animals and um, arrogant cities as well? I quite like the cities. Yeah, the cities one I think is yeah. great. I think I think you're spot on there yeah. about Paris. All I've oh. heard is negative stories about Paris. But Milton Keynes locally for me, I'll say it again, it is a town, not a city. That for me is the most arrogant place here in Beds, Hearts and Bucks. Justin, thank you. 08459 Oh, Justin, before you go, could you give me a back rub? You must be joking. All right, mate. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Kings Langley, looking at the A41 southbound, it's looking heavy around the M25 Junction 20 for Kings Langley. In Aylesbury, the A41 Bister Road's very slow between Dickensway at the Cottonwheel Roundabout and Hayden Road at the Bister Road Junction. On the A1 Great North Road, that's looking very slow around the Black Cat Roundabout. And on the motorways on the M1 southbound, it's heavy between Junction 11 for Dunstable Road and the M1 Junction 10 for the Luton Airport Spur Road. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. Well, do you agree with Justin Dealey, dear listener? Milton Keynes is an arrogant city. Excuse me? An arrogant town. 08459 455 555. Let's get the news. Here's Simon Oxley. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
It's eight o'clock. The headlines, criticism of new care certificate following Bedford death. Police say they can identify thugs who attacked Watford fan and deer in the kitchen in Letchworth. BBC Three Counties Radio. A woman whose father died following neglect at a Bedford care home says a new national care certificate won't deal with the problem. Parkinson's and dementia sufferer James Stewart died last year after he didn't get his medication at the Manton Heights care home. Kirsty Bourne says the new certificate being introduced next month is a waste of time. It's going to make no difference whatsoever. And quite frankly, I haven't met a care worker who didn't know how to make a cup of tea or clean up behind someone and who hasn't actually done it with compassion. That's not where the problem is. The problem lies far higher up. Following the arrest of a 13-year-old schoolboy, the detective leading the hunt for the attackers of Watford fan Nick Cruis has urged those responsible to do the right thing and hand themselves in. Detective Chief Inspector Chris Hansen says they have clear CCTV which would allow them to single out those who attacked the 44-year-old from Hemel Hempstead after last Saturday's game at Wolves. Mr Cruis remains in a critical condition in hospital. Police in Milton Keynes are urging the public not to approach a wanted man who has escaped from custody. 47-year-old Patrick McCarthy was last seen in a suit and tie at around five o'clock yesterday afternoon at Woofton on the Green. The Queen will lead the nation at a service at St Paul's Cathedral this morning to remember the service men and women who died in the Afghan conflict. Many campaign veterans will be there, as well as families of those who were killed in the 13-year conflict. The BBC's Stephen Chittenden is there. There will be prayers for the 453 British personnel who died in Afghanistan. And, of course, there'll be prayers for the 613 seriously injured and the 18,000 estimated Afghans who've been killed in that country since 2007. Plans for the Dunstable Northern Bypass are going on public display today. Work on the road linking the A5 to the M1 is already underway. Exhibitions are taking place in Chalton Village today and in Dunstable tomorrow. A former homeless man from Bedfordshire has won a Prince's Trust Award at a star-studded ceremony in London last night. 21-year-old Michael Tyler, who now works for Thameslink at Luton Airport Parkway Station, won the Flying Start Award. A team from Hemel Hempstead won the Community Impact Award. Letchworth residents are complaining about over-enthusiastic deer venturing further into the town. The so-called bold deer are roaming the streets for food. David Cairns is a local councillor for the Grange Ward in Letchworth. We've had one incidence of a, a deer entering the house. The deer had come through and just sort of wandered in and ended up in, into the kitchen. The, the resident themselves wasn't in the kitchen, but a, a couple of minutes later heard a, a bit of a, a, a noise and, and was confronted by this deer. In sport, reigning champion Lewis Hamilton and Mercedes teammate Nico Rosberg have dominated practice for Sunday's season-opening Australian Grand Prix, but Rosberg finished ahead of the Hertfordshire driver in both sessions. The weather, some light rain at first, but then a dry day with sunny spells, maximum temperature 11 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties Thank you Simon Morning Hey it's Friday, it's Friday Saying that I'm working all weekend but still it's Friday, it's Friday Uh, Carers will uh, have to uh, undergo training Arrogant towns and animals Calling a six-year-old with an eye patch pi- pirate girl was it? Yeah, I mean it's unnecessary. It's not that He's bad. A it's not that bad though.
So you in the uniform. <laughs> oh, and, and no one. I'm surprised by this, judging by the outpouring last night. And I, OK, let me reveal a little bit more about this Terry Pratchett thing. I thought the outpouring uh, on the 15 minutes on, on PM, the extended uh, uh, part of um, Front Row on Radio 4 and the other news coverage, I thought was a little bit excessive and I thought I'd misjudged the mood of the nation. The fact that no-one's called in this morning makes me think, actually, maybe the BBC misjudged the mood of the nation by devoting so much time to him yesterday. Some people love those books, don't they? And was it more because he was an activist? 08459 455 555 Across beds, hearts and bucks This is BBC Three Counties Radio So maybe... Maybe I was right to be surprised by the amount of coverage that he was getting yesterday. I don't know. 08459 455 555. You can send us a text. 81333. Start your text 3CR. Before we crack on, Catherine, do we have any texts? I we need didn't... to log in because oh. I've just been in there talking to a right waste. Oh, sorry, you. May I, may I make a suggestion that um, one of the, your first jobs in the morning is to log into the text machine, knowing that at some point in the show we might... Can I give you... Throw to the text. Can I give you a response? Please do. If it's idle for longer than a certain amount of time, it logs me out, so... OK, well, just keep... Can you not keep logging, taking up just my time? Just keep logging can in you, to... Thing. Thank you, Catherine. 08459 455 555. Now, from next month, new care workers will have to undergo training in a bid to crack down on people who aren't cut out for such a trusted position. Well, we've been contacted by a number of care home operators who welcome the news, saying it's a significant step towards raising standards. But our next guest isn't convinced. Uh, Kirsty Bourne joins me in the studio. Morning, Kirsty. Good morning, Thank Ian. Thank you for coming in. Not at all. Uh, your dad, James. Tell us about your dad. What, what happened to him? Um, I moved my father into a care home in Bedford, Manton Heights in Bedford, um, because he had Parkinson's and dementia, mm. needed more care than he was receiving. Um, it was a nursing home then. Uh, it was only when he went into hospital uh, about 10 weeks later that I discovered that ever since he'd arrived at the care home, they hadn't been giving him his correct medication, mm. principally his medication for Parkinson's. And how had that affected him? Oh, it would have affected everything. Uh, his movement, his competence, his ability to eat. Um, and as I said, I, I had noticed a deterioration. I just thought this was natural. The progression, yeah, the progression, natural progression. Yes. Um, it was only, as I said, when he died, uh, when he was in hospital, that we realised what had happened. That I know we've spoken about this before, but I, that, as a, someone who has a parent in the care home, I find this incredible. Mm. That must have... Mm. Um, I'd have been furious to have discovered that. I, I, I was furious. I was very angry. And since then, um, you have kindly followed this story. Mm. There's been an inquest. Uh, the nursing home uh, owned by Rank Care is no longer a nursing home. It's, it's now a care home. Um, there have been other protocols put in place. Um, am I still angry at the care home? Yes. Do I feel satisfied with the result? No. Mm. Do I feel happy it'll never happen again? Absolutely not. What, let's just go back a little bit. What, what was the problem? Why did it go so horribly wrong for, for It was you the Dad? system. That, that is the trouble. It's the system. Um, it, it's not just about the quality of care workers. In, in all my experience of dealing with care workers, and I've dealt with many of them because my father was, was quite poorly for a long time, I've dealt with care workers working in the home as well as in residential care and nursing homes. Mm. On the whole, you know, they're very good. Nobody takes a job in care for the money, Ian. No. They do it because actually most of them do have a commitment. Um, 
the problem is the system. Mm. Uh, somebody made a mistake. It was a bad mistake when my father first moved into Manton Heights. They wrote his prescription incorrectly. It was th the trouble is there was no safety net. There's mm. no checks, um, and it carried on like that. It just seems like such an incredible. <laughs> And I'm, I'm laughing because it, it, it just seems like such a fundamental yeah. thing. Oh, we've got someone, we've got a new resident. OK, yeah. can we can we just check and double check and maybe triple check the medication yeah. they need yeah. to take, and please? and they don't, and they don't. I think one of the, the, the big problems is, relatively speaking, the whole care industry is quite a new industry. Yeah. Um, it's only really exploded uh, in the past decade. And so it's come from nowhere, has it? Mm. Um, and it doesn't have a proper system of checks and balances. These are just evolving as mm. it moves on. Uh, you, you, you say you're not happy with the end result. Obviously, it, I would imagine there will still be a, a, an amount of anger at just how poorly Dad was because of this yeah. uh, a mistake. What else are you angry at? Are you angry at the, uh, the carers, at the, 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 the bosses? Who, who, where do you think the fault lies? No, I, as I said, I, I haven't met uh, a, a carer that... Um, well, I really can't think of a, a carer that I've met that hasn't been an extraordinary person. Mm. Um, on the whole, they're not young people. They're older ladies who... Are have gone back in order to work flexibly. That, that's why they do it. Um, that's why I'm not convinced about this certificate at all. Well, yeah, this is, I mean, this is the, the, the story, isn't it? This National Care Certificate yeah. that where, um, I'm, and I'm still trying to understand exactly what would be taught and, yeah. and what it would, would mean, but it's... Well, I can tell you, I've, I've done some research. Oh, look, you've uh, yes, I have. I've got notes. Have. What, I've a got notes. <laughs> what a great guess. I've got a list. Um, uh, so, so what will it, what will it, okay, in that case then, what will it give them? Well, if, if, you, if I were to sit this 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 test and, and and this course what would i get yeah. from it well first of all it must be said that uh, most carers uh, most decent care companies and nursing homes do already train their carers yeah. Yeah. they don't just set them loose on some unsuspecting elderly person so all this is doing this certificate is kind of standardizing the care right okay and there are they've evolved uh, they've come up with 15 um standards, yep. some of which are of course obvious, like um, basic life support. Well, you would like to think that carer knew, uh, you know, um, about CPR and that kind of thing. But there's things like, number one, understanding your role. Yeah. Um, your personal development. Okay. Hello. Uh, duty of care. Yeah. Uh, equality and diversity. Yeah. You know which way this is going. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And may I also say this is a two-week course. Gosh, that long, huh? Yes. Wow, that's you know, we're you not up. talking to GCSE here. I've got Scottish family, and I—I'm I, I, <laughs> sorry, just to go off on a. I, I, there's something about an angry Scottish woman. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's, no, it's not at all. It just reminds me of being a kid, and yeah, uh, yeah. It's, it's, it sounds much more powerful. Yeah. Um, so you're not convinced by this? No. Is it? Is this? Why are they doing this then? They, they, it's it a reaction. The right it is a reaction, isn't to it? There was um, a review following a scandal at Stafford Hospital, okay? Mm. And this is the, the government's reaction to yeah. it, which they have to do. They always. But my my worry is that okay. So they've reacted, they've done something, and now that's taken the focus away. Where the focus shouldn't be at the ground level, it yeah. needs to be at management level. Isn't it funny? Because you're the second person to say that. And again, yeah. I, this, it's, I'd not, I, I think that the management level is certainly very important, mm. but, but uh, the, the, even the manager can't be resp responsible if there are one or two, there are, and there are one or two dodgepots in the caring and industry. And you will never do anything to, you know, there are one or two dodgepots in every business, mm, yeah, aren't there? Yeah. yeah, well, fair enough. Exactly. You know. But I just always think, look, it's like a school, Ian, yeah. OK? However good your teachers are, if you've got, you know, an ineffective headmaster, mm. you are not going to have a good school. Mm. 
So why always point the finger at the shop floor? OK, so if this, if this isn't the answer, what do you think the answer is? Oh. You know, it's a tricky one, because to be a good carer, you need common sense, you need compassion, but you need time, yeah. OK? And time is money. It's yeah. all about money. Nobody sets up a care home or a care company out of the goodness of their heart. They do it to make money. Yeah. And I hate to be brutal, but the only thing they respond to is money. So if mistakes happen, there need to be penalties. Mm. You're right. The two things there, uh, 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 common sense, unfortunately, you can't teach that. And the number of, of uh, uh, people who have no common sense at all, you know, really? none at all. Yeah. And you're right. That, uh, it, and it is frightening to think, but this is the fact they're all businesses. They are yeah, businesses. They are. And wouldn't it be great if they had twice the amount of staff and, yeah. every, and, yeah. and they just can't? And it is, a, you know, my well, mum's... Well, you say they can't. They can't. My father was paying over £800 yeah, a week yeah. to stay in this care home. Yeah. Now, the trouble is, looking after the elderly does need a lot of time. Mm. But remember, these carers are averaging about seven quid an hour. Oh, yeah. So hang on, where, where does that match? Seven quid an hour, 800 quid a week. Yeah. week. Somebody's making well, money out of this. My, I'm not playing top trumps, but my mum pays, pays 1,300 quid a week for where she is. And uh, I've been there and somebody else's alarm has gone off for, for half an hour. Yeah. while they're, and Not an emergency alarm, but, but yeah. the, the, can you help yeah. get me out of bed or take yeah. me to the toilet yeah. alarm? It's gone off for half an hour. Yeah. Um, I, Kirsty, I could talk to you all morning about this. I, 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 you know, I'm, I'm sorry that you had to go through what you did and what mm. Dad had to go through uh, what he did, but um, I, I really I appreciate your passion. About no, not this, at all, cause... but it is a ticking time bomb, and we'll just lurch from one crisis to the next yeah. until something proper happens. Kirsty, uh, thanks very much for coming in. It's really not nice at to all. Talk Thank, to you. Thank you for covering this story. 08459 455 555 is the phone number. If you want to give us a call, you can send us a text 81333. Start your text 3CR. There's a voice that keeps on calling me Down the road is where I'll always be Just keep moving on Down this road That never seems to end When new adventure Lies just around the bend So if you want to join me For a while Just grab your hat Come travel light That's hobo style Maybe tomorrow I want to settle down Until tomorrow The whole world is my home So Oh, 
dear listener. I wanted a cheeky chat with Kirsty off air. What a fascinating woman. Thank you, Kirsty. Interesting chat off air, and isn't it great to get someone who is so passionate about a story? Absolutely. And 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 you know, really, it, 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 with the greatest respect, her dad's passed on now, and she could quite easily go. Well, do you know what? I've done my bit. I've 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 had my shout, and the fact that she's still uh, flying this flag and is still passionate about it. More people like Kirsty, A, in the world and B, on this show, I think. We occasionally come across these as, yep. as guests, you yep. know, and usually something awful has happened to them, but you can always tell when it's someone who is going to carry it on. And I've had her pegged as, as being someone we need to keep in touch with for a long time. Kirsty, thank you so much. Uh, and, um, yo, Sammy, I'm sorry for keeping you waiting. Let's have the travel. It's all right. News so you're very kind. Thank you. It's one of those shows today. See Three Counties Radio. On the A1 southbound, queues are building up between the Holiday Inn towards the apex corner of Mill Hill Circus. On the A405 North Orbital Road, that's looking quite heavy too, around the M25 Junction 21A roundabout. And it's stop start on the A414 at Park Street, around the Park Street roundabouts. In Aylesbury on the A41 Bister Road, the speed sensors are showing that it's really busy between the Cotton Wheel roundabout and Hayden Road. And at the Black Cat roundabout, about on the A1 Great North Road, it's looking very busy around there as well on the speed sensors. On the trains though, Chiltern Railway have resumed a normal service between Leamington Spa and Banbury following the landslide in January. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. 8.17, it's Friday the 13th of March. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A woman whose father died following neglect at a Bedford care home says a new national care certificate won't deal with the problem. The Queen will lead the nation at a service at St Paul's Cathedral this morning to remember the servicemen and women who died in the Afghan conflict. And a former homeless man from Luton has won a Prince's Trust Award Sorry, I'm really windy pops this morning. Are you I, all right? I'm just, I've had so much coffee and not enough food. That, oh, um, gosh. We, anyway, this gentleman has won an award. Congratulations. BBC he. Three right. Counties Radio. Da, da, dee, dum, dum. You're going on the hunt afterwards? You're joining the hunt this morning? The hunt? On the show, are you going to go pheasant beating or whatever it is? <laughs> because of my coat. You've got your barber jacket on. <clears throat> Do you like this? You've got all, have you got your green wellies on? Where's your shotgun? It's con- country chic. <laughs> it's what? It's country chic. <laughs> is it really? Yes. Fantastic. What? Listen to that back on playback. Now. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. You look very dashing. You do look dashing, actually. Th- thank I, I, you very much. I wish I could carry one of those coats off, and I can't. I would look like I was I was being silly. Some people can carry them off. Imagine me with my black Labrador, my Wellington boots <laughs> and on. your shotgun. Exactly, my gun. Your taser. That's, uh, that, yes, I'm the, I'm the only person that tasers animals in the country. You... <laughs> He doesn't really, guys. <laughs> no, it's just a... You've been on um, top form this week, sir. Thanks very no, much. It's been, it's been excellent this week. Uh, you've been... There's been a spark. You're flirting with me. Oh, maybe I am. It's the weekend. Uh, there's been a spark about you, and, and particularly the consumer hours. The consumer hours just been... I don't know if it's... You've, you've, you've had... Um, if it's been the nut jobs that are calling in, if, it's, if you've been angry about something in your personal life. I don't know, but there's been a real fury to it. Really? This, the poor lad... Uh, the, <laughs> The poor lad who was all humble because he'd broken his car parking it and you were really dismissive and reluctantly because a significant number of the callers said, well, he might have a case mm. and you went, well, it's a nice day, the weather's quite nice, I'll, I'll, I'll give them a call. But you were real... Oh, I, f- I felt... Do you mean I've been a bit eggy? Yes, you have, yes, oh. and I've loved it. I've oh, loved you it. You like it when I'm eggy, do you? Oh, I love it! 
more of that. You should. Some, t- Tim should give you some bad news just before <clears throat> every 11 o'clock. Morning, every every morning. morning. By the way, you'll be very pleased today. After 11, yes. Mariam is coming back on the show. She's the lady oh. who uh, spilt the cleaning fluid over her laptop she... and then sucked it out. With her mouth. What's she coming back on for? She got mouth poisoning. Well, or has she got a new replacement laptop? Oh! Has she spilled something on it already? <laughs> we'll find out. Has she sucked it off? Uh, what? The, the fluid the, the, from the, the laptop. cleaning again. fluid. Yeah. Yes. Yep, yep, yes. Yep. Well, what's on your show this morning? Well, actually, it's interesting you so talk. You, it's interesting you talk about the uh, consumer part of my program because yep. something has very much kicked off on my program oh, in the last what? 24 hours or so. Yeah. Matthew from Luton told me that a an estate agent wouldn't let him put an offer in on a house unless he agreed to use their preferred mortgage advisor. I stayed in my car and switched to the AM broadcast because I got out of reach so I could hear this story oh, yesterday. Yeah. Right. Well... When he asked why, he was told by the estate agent that the vendor would only sell the property to someone that was prepared to use their mortgage arrangement service. So he wasn't very happy about this, particularly when they then failed to get him a mortgage. Well, he wrote a letter of complaint and he wrote the letter to the vendor as well. She then contacted him and said she had absolutely no idea what this firm of estate agents were talking about whatsoever. She'd never stipulated that she was only prepared to sell the property to people who used their mortgage advisor. When we discussed this case yesterday, the phone lines lit up with loads and we came in this morning there's loads of messages on the answer phone and emails that have come about in the same estate agent the same oh, firm mate. of estate agents who um when they told us no no no, we would never no. put pressure on customers to take out a mortgage um using our our own in-house advisor we would never do that well seemingly a lot of people disagree with that well i've decided this morning at nine o'clock we're going to dedicate an hour to your stories this morning. What's been your experience of estate agents? Mm. Um, estate agents have a very bad reputation, don't they? Yeah, they do. Many yes. people yes. consider them to be a, a bunch of scum, liars. Scum. But is that fair? Or is it? does it all depend on which firm you use? Yep. You see, I, I mean, and I'll tell this story a little later on as well. I'll give you a little sneak preview. I used a firm of estate agents when I sold my last flat. And I'd used them in the past, had a good experience with them. Yeah. Well, they did something that, to be honest, um, made me angrier than I have ever, ever been with any company in my life. I have never lost my temper on the phone in the way that I lost my temper. And you've with had this companies firm. threaten to out you as a pervert I, online. I have, I have, uh, yes, yeah, so you're absolutely right. I have never been so furious. I thought I was going to have a heart attack oh. or burst some kind of blood vessel. I was so furious. While I was on holiday last year, yeah. and bearing in mind I was selling my property to uh, to this couple who were buying it, and while I was on holiday, without asking me, they took my buyers into my flat. Huh? That because I'd left, I got I got on the aeroplane at five o'clock in the morning or something. You know, I left. I hadn't made the bed. I'd just yeah, left yeah, the yeah, bed. Yeah, the duvet. It was your flat. The curtains were drawn because I was going to be away for a week. They took my buyer into my flat oh, no, no, no. and allowed my buyer to start fiddling around with the oh, heating system no, 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 because no. there were concerns over how it worked and they only told me that they'd done this when they realised that the buyer had been pressing buttons on the heating system and they weren't quite sure what had happened to it and they then said oh just to let you know we did actually no. take your buyer into your flat while you're away on holiday in Frigliana I was 
I, I can't even tell. I was so furious. The minute I landed at Luton Airport, yeah. I think I screamed and shouted at them for half an hour until I could get to their offices, and then I continued the screaming and shouting yeah. in there. I was absolutely furious. And that was a firm that I thought I could trust. Yeah. I thought I could have a good, positive experience with. I, I finish at 9 o'clock, just, so, so, you, sorry, just so you know. I, I can so, see. No, I, I'm getting angry I know about you're it in again. a zone. But I just wonder whether you, uh, listening to the programme, have also had an experience of an estate agent. Mm. If so, I'd love your call from 9 on 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio is about and for the people of Beds, Hearts and Bucks. It's the most creative radio station that I've ever known with the most creative people. Everyone loves what they do first and foremost and everyone feels and knows the responsibility they have, like the audience that they're talking to. We've always been at the heart of the community. I'm not ashamed to say we are a local radio station. It's because we cater for so many things. I'm a Luton Town fan, I can get my commentary. If I want great soul music, I can listen to Tony. If I want consumer advice, it's Jonathan. The people who are making the radio on and off air people are just so very very dedicated very hard working we're not scared to try anything something we all take great pride in we want it to sound like a good station and i think that comes across on air bbc three counties radio sorry i'm i'm chomping on uh, a bap nice baps catherine thanks very much uh, jerry pratchett passed away very sad i'm not in any way knocking the gentleman i'm sure he's a wonderful gentleman a great campaigner for um, i'm going to turn you my friend a bit of respect Great campaigner for um, for uh, uh, dementia and uh, also for youth euthanasia. I was surprised by the public outpouring and and the amount of time that the BBC dedicated to the gentleman yesterday. Can you uh, explain Terry Pratchett to me? Anna's on the line. Good morning, Anna. Hello. Are you a Pratchett fan? Yes, I'm really... Oh, I had a little cry last night. Oh, did you really? Yeah. Tell me, okay, why do you like him and why did it move you to tears? Because he was a very gentle person and his books were just... They were just a parody of life and they were so real. Well, hang on, the the Discworld series were real. I thought they were all fantasy. But everyone's got, like, a nanny old character that they know or... Everyone's got like a. Some of his characters were quite pathetic and. No, I'm, I'm, I'm doing lovable, the. I'm know? doing the thing that I don't normally like to do, and I, I'm so I'm trying to tread carefully. I, is I'm criticising that I've never read a Terry Pratchett book. It's just the the covers put me off. The the the, the fact that they were all a bit, bit bit fantasy, but they spoke to you, did they, Anna? Definitely, definitely. You know, like sometimes you look at somebody and you think, oh, they're really grumpy. Yeah. And they could be like a bit aggressive and everything. Well, yeah. they, those sort of people were represented by characters in his book, you know. But to cry for an author? Yeah. I read him when I was 17. Ah, okay. And I've read all his books. Yeah. I just thought it was just just a loss. He's written loads, hasn't he? He's written lots and lots and lots. And that's how how come you're so attached to the characters, because they've... Grown, you've grown up with them. If I had to, uh, 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 do you know what? Uh, uh, if I had to, uh, d- to pick a Terry Pratchett book to start with, Anna, what would you recommend? Um, I like uh, Monstrous Regiment, I think. Monsters Regiment? Yes, and there's also one about an army, oh. and it's all women, and they don't know they're women. What? They're pretending to be women. And it's a parody of the American Civil War. There's an army of women, and they don't know they're women. None of them... They know they're women, but no-one else knows they're women until the end, and it turns out that they're all women. Spoiler alert. Well, I don't need to to read that one now. (laughs) (laughs) 
Anna, you silly <laughs> sausage. I don't need to read that one now. That's how brilliant it is. That's how good it is, though. I quite like one called Malt. That was the first one yeah, I read. Malt's good. Feet of Clay is very good. That's right. a parody on. Anna, listen, I appreciate that. Thank you. Slav is going to give us the Polish uh, uh, perspective. Morning, Slav. <laughs> good morning. Uh, you well, all right? Yeah, I'm all right, thank you. Terry Pratchett, were you a fan? Um, was I a fan? I'm still... I still am. Tell me yeah, why. I've got... Uh, his look on the world, although it's a, like a fantasy world, it's real... Uh, in his own world, it's not unlike the real, real world we live in. And uh, the references to the... These days are just incredible. The way he puts it out, you, you're missing all this sort of political correctness and stuff we walk around. So he's really pointing out, pointing out bits and pieces were they from not different a, Were they not a bit silly, though? Just, I mean, the, 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 they, the covers always put me off. They just look silly. I agree with you about the covers, but then covers, to be honest, you cannot judge the book by the cover. That's a very, very, all, wise, very wise words, actually. Yeah, you can't, you can't tell what the story's going to be like by looking at the, 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 um, the outside. You, you phrased it better. What did you say? You cannot judge the book by its cover. I'm going to use that, Slav, and pretend I came up with that. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Uh, were, you were you, I mean, uh, how, I'm, I was surprised last night. I'm going to travel in a second. I'll be late again. I was surprised last night. There was 15 minutes on PM. There was a, a, an extended uh, part of uh, um, uh, front row on, on Radio 4. It was, it was the, it's on the front page of some of the newspapers. That's a bit extreme, isn't it? It depends. For, for people like me, who absolutely love Pratchett's intake in the world, it's not. But for people like you, who never read his book, it yeah. might be a bit yeah. over. So. Do you read him in English or Polish? I actually cop all these books in both languages. Oh wow! So yeah. I've when you read the English, or when you read the English or the uh, and the Polish version side by side, do you um do you notice a difference in the story or the way it's being told? Do you hear somebody else's voice in the way it's being told? Not really. I have to admit, the Polish interpreter was brilliant, right. but some of the jokes, the I only start to understand them. When I when I came here, because the Polish interpreter interpreted, interpreted the jokes in like a Polish way, right. so we understood it for ourselves. But then, when you read the original, yeah. after living here for so many years, it, it was like reading the book from the beginning again. Like I've never read it before. So I've, I've got to move on because I'm late. Thank you. I, I I find the whole world. There's a documentary in that, isn't it? The whole world of translators. Because I, I used to read a lot of um, Murakami, who's Japanese. I found his endings a bit silly though. Um, and then I read a fantastic article about the guy that translates, maybe a woman actually, who translates the, uh, his books from Japanese into English. And of course, it's not just like Google Translate. There's, there's an art. You've, you've got to be an artist yeah. to be able to do the translation. I used to love doing that at university because it was about making it sound like it was your native language. So yeah. it didn't sound like you immediately just ripped it from someone else. Hey, Radio 4, if you want to do a programme about um, book translators, I don't want to do it, but I'd listen. That's out there. 08459 555555. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The A10 southbound is quite slow from the Great Cambridge Road at the New River Trading Estate towards the M25 Junction 25 for Enfield. And in Enfield, the A10 southbound is looking busy too between Bosmore Lane and Carterhatch Lane. In Amersham on the A416 Chesham Road, that's looking very heavy between Rickmansworth Road at Amersham and Amy Lane at Chesham. And in Aylesbury on the A41 Bicester Road, it's very busy between Dickens Way at the Cottonwheel Roundabout.
Roundabout and Hayden Road. Looking at the motorways though, the M1 southbound is easing off between Junction 11 for Dunstable Road and 10 for the M1 Luton Airport Spur Road. And having a look at the M25 and the M40, that all seems to be moving well so far on the speed sensors. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. With the headlines, I'm Simon Oxley. The Queen will lead the nation at a service at St Paul's, St Paul's Cathedral this morning to remember the servicemen and women who died in the Afghan conflict. A woman whose father died following neglect at a Bedford care home says a new national care certificate won't deal with the problem. And a former homeless man from Bedfordshire has won a Prince's Trust Award at a star-studded ceremony in London last night. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Reigning champion Lewis Hamilton and Mercedes teammate Nico Rosberg have dominated practice for Sunday's season-opening Australian Grand Prix. New Milton Keynes Red Bull driver Daniel Kvyat was sixth in second practice, but Daniel Ricciardo didn't make it out of the garage. James Allen is in Melbourne. Mercedes well ahead of the rest at the end of the first day of free practice in Albert Park, Australia. Nico Rosberg, last year's winner, edging out teammate and reigning world champion Lewis Hamilton by a tenth of a second after first practice. The two Ferraris, though, of Vettel and Raikkonen look potent in their challenge for the podium. England's cricketers are playing Afghanistan in their final World Cup match, having already been eliminated. Rain has stopped play with Afghanistan 111 for seven. In tomorrow's football, Watford host Reading. The Hornets will check on the fitness of striker Odion Igalo and midfielder Alman Abdi, but Tommy Hoban is suspended. Watford, one of four teams level on points at the top of the championship, his defender Craig Cathcart. Yeah, well, me personally, you know, I've never seen anything like it since I've been playing. It's been... Uh... Unbelievable, especially in the last few months. You know, usually get one or two teams that run away for this this stage, but no, it's wide open from one all, one all the way down to seven positions. Milton Keynes Dons go to Walsall, aiming to end a run of three successive defeats. Goalkeeper David Martin is fit again. Captain Dean Lewington returns from suspension. Wickham hosts promotion rival Shrewsbury. Luton go to Portsmouth. Had a striker Paul Benson could be back in the squad four months after breaking his leg. And Stevenage are at Cambridge. In the Europa League last night, Everton won 2-1 at home to Dynamo Kiev in the first leg of their last 16 tie. And in racing, it's Gold Cup Day at the Cheltenham Festival. Retiring 19-time champion jockey AP McCoy rides Carlingford Lock in his final Gold Cup. After Gold Cup night, after racing, you know that's when I really think, and that I won't be, I won't be coming back here again as a jockey, and that's going to be a difficult thing to take. It's the Gold Cup; it's, a, it's an amazingly tough race, but hopefully, I've got a good chance of winning. BBC Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at nine. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. It really is a, a, a busy show. Uh, lots to talk about. Arrogant animals, um, arrogant cities. Have you ever helped a criminal by accident? Have you ever helped a criminal by accident? That's the one I, I'd like to focus on. Um, oh, and uh, can you sell Terry Pratchett to me? Or I? And this isn't... Uh, before you go on and, and say, ooh, it's a bit, bit soon to be having a go. Not having a go. I just never got Terry Pratchett. Yeah, it was sad when he died. Of course it was. But I, I was uh, uh, surprised by how much... Yes. 15 minutes on PM yesterday, the lead story on Radio 4. And I thought it will be a nice little three-minute package, and it went on and on and on. Uh, have I missed something here? Or are you, like me, scratch... Maybe you've read a Terry Pratchett book and didn't get it. And thought, well, what a load of old tosh. I liked it. I could see the parallels. I thought it was clever. But you didn't pick up any more. I did. I, wrote, I read about three on the trot. Oh, eight. And that oh, was me done. You weren't very well. 
08459. Thank you, Kelly. 08459 555. Call up now and I'll, we'll speak to you after my next guest. Letchworth residents are complaining about arrogant deer venturing further into the town. The so-called bold deer are roaming the streets for food, damaging property, entering homes, and one even assaulted somebody. Well, Derek Stimson is chairman of the South East branch of the British Deer Society. Not particularly common in this country, is it, Derek, to have such tame deer? Um, well, I wouldn't say that. It's becoming more common. Oh. Britain is a crowded um, country, relatively speaking, and deer like our climate and countryside and do very well here. So as numbers increase, we will have more and more uh, deer-people interactions. Um, they are an issue in road traffic accidents. Uh, and indeed, um, I get calls from people with deer in their garden, um, sometimes entranced with having them there, then a, a month later um, fed up because they've eaten everything. So deer are coming into... Um, human areas, if you like, um, looking for food, we assume, and as the population increases, uh, it seems that there are less places for them to be where they would normally be, and they overspill, looking for food, probably come into urban areas. A deer than you pigeons? Well, I wouldn't say that. Um, they're a little bit different, but we do have all sorts of animals that come and interact with us. Fo urban foxes are another one, yeah. of course. Yeah. Is that, if overpopulation is is the uh, the reason for this, then it, it, is the answer some form of cull? Well, the only way that we currently know to control populations of deer is to cull them, and British Deer Society seek to have that done by trained, responsible people. Um, but uh, currently, yes, immuno um, contraception means darting individual deer with hormones. It's just not practical. So uh, uh, a cull is, is and, the and, only and way. Shoot, is, is shooting the only way to do it? There, there has been the, the idea of, of reintroducing the lynx back into the uh, the, the, the UK. Um, I think we have enough problems with the deer. Yeah. Um, to introduce large predators um, would be very complicated um, <clears throat> because they any predator will always go for the soft target and they too may come into urban areas. I mean, well, one can't say, but it's not a good idea, I think. Derek, so I, I'm always um, amazed, uh, doing this job, the number of societies that exist that I had no idea existed. What, 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 what does the British Deer Society do, and how long have you been going? Um, we celebrated 50 years, um, 19, uh, eight, uh, 2013, and our mission is the study and welfare of deer. Um, we grew out of the... Um, treatment of deer uh, in the 50s and 60s, which was appalling. They were shot with shotguns and so on. And the Deer Act was founded to ensure uh, proper treatment and, and um, control of deer. And we've come forward from there. Derek, I appreciate your time this morning. Thank you. Derek Stimson, Chairman of the South East Branch of the British Deer Society. Just uh, um, one, one suggestion. When I've got guests as excellent and as knowledgeable as that, probably not worth you um, giving me jokey questions to ask him, Catherine. Wasn't giving you jokey questions. Yes, you were, mate. Good and relevant questions. Is is our deer the British raccoon? Yeah, they're annoying. Then the next line, possum. Well, you know, possum a bit shyer.
Reckon and then, then, I asked, then I asked, what do the British Deer Society do? And you said, do they hang out in clear... Ask him if they hang out in clearings, then run in different directions when somebody turns up. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Question. You're supposed to be um, uh, the reins of this show. I'm the runaway horse. You're on my back riding me hard, whipping me when required, and then pulling my reins to steer me left, right, Listen, or to wanna, slow down. If you want to do this on air, that's fine. But what I just I? think that you um, missed a few tricks there and I was trying to supply them. You're my um, horse bag, and when I get hungry, I uh, feed from you. Oh, In other cool. words, he wants a coffee. <laughs> I'm, I'm all right, actually. David's on the line. Good morning, David. How are you? I'm giving the uh, team a right royal spanking. Yeah? Yes, I am. Just as I want... <laughs> I, I sometimes... Sometimes I give the listeners a spanking. I've got my bottom oh. slapped. Peter's had it, and uh, uh, any of the other listeners can get it as well. Would you like a spanking, David? Oh, well, I don't know. Hey, Gringo, what you doing, huh? <laughs> so, what? Pardon? Hey, gringo, what you do? Hey, gringo, why we doing a Mexican accent? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm the David that did the uh, rendition of Teen Angel last week. Oh, oh David! Gen- I'm so sorry, David. I didn't make the connection, gringo. What are you going to sing for us this week, Dave? Well, could I phone back later with something to sing? Not really. We've got 20 minutes. Oh, I see. Because I actually phoned up about Terry Pratchett. Tell us about Pratchett and then sing us um, a song. Yeah. Um, Well, Terry Pratchett held a mirror up to life and showed our strengths and our frailties. No, he was Um, a a writer, wasn't he? Sorry? He wrote books, didn't he? Well, yes, indeed. But, uh, you know, it's it's the way he related. The English language is a wonderful medium. And... um, in the same way as a mirror, it would sometimes reverse things around. And he also did uh, little parodies of, you remember um, Dirty Harry? Dirty Harry, said, yes. Yeah, I don't know how many bullets I fired either. Are oh, you feeling lucky, punk? Make, go ahead, punk. Go ahead, gringo, make my day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dirty, and, um, I'm Dirty Harry from Mexico. Make my day, punk. <laughs> I'm from Mexico. Ah, uh, yeah, I've got a, another version of that, you know. Innuendo. Yeah. Yeah. The Mexicans are part of OK. Your, your line is breaking up, David. Can you go and stand somewhere, um, maybe take off your tinfoil hat and stand somewhere secure? Because we want to hear your song in a perfect Davo vision. Uh, is that any good? Well, say, say, tell me what you have for breakfast. Um, I have any breakfast. That'll do. Go on, what are you going to sing for us? Uh, what have I got a choice? I can either do True Love Ways or a nice little B-side to a Trogs. Oh, let's have B-side to a Trogs. Don't know that okay. one. Okay. Um, now, I know it's not on the back of Wild Thing, because I've never uh, got that one. It may possibly be on the other side of that one in the film. Um, um, Bums are know, all around you. on the wind. Yeah, that's written the one, on the yeah. wind. Bums are all around you. Okay, David. Uh, David singing the B-side to Bums are all around you. Away you go. Okay. <laughs> A little girl was born today In a town not far away from where I live That little girl means more to me Much more than you could ever see or know, my love I would have built my world around you I would have blessed the day I found you, but you know what happened then. When I named the wedding day, 
Your mom said, no, that's not the way it's gonna be. She couldn't see just what she'd done. She thought our love was only fun. How could it be? I would have built my world around her. I would have blessed the day I found you. But you know what happened then. One thing's for sure, I've got to have more of your love. Your love, but how it your could love. be, well, I can't, just can't see for my love. For you know what happened then. You and I were torn apart, but we'll fight back. It's just the start. It cannot end. For from our love was born today, a little girl not far away from where I live. A little girl. A little girl. There you go. That was fantastic, David. Excellent stuff. Of course, you're not a professional singer. You used to sing in the factory. You're not a professional singer. People might be might be surprised to hear you used to just sing in the factory until your 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 um all of your colleagues complained and got you fired. Is that right? <laughs> no, no such thing. David, speak to you next week, fella. Thank you very much. And you, thank you. There we go. You see, there are nice people in the world, and David's one of them. Thank you, David. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Aylesbury on the A41 Bicester Road, it's looking slow between the Cottonwheel Roundabout and Hayden Road. And on the A10 southbound, it's busy from the Great Cambridge Road at the New River Trading Estate southbound towards the M25 Junction 25 at Enfield. But having a look at the cameras and speed sensors on the M25, there are no major delays showing up there and no real problems reported on the M1 or the A1M or the M40. On the A1 southbound, there are queues between the Holiday Inn and the Mill Hill Circus past Apex Corner. And in Watford on the A4, 41 Northwestern Avenue. That's looking quite slow around the Dome roundabout. No major delays showing up on the train departure boards at the moment. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Yeah, yeah. Yep, that's it. 8.45, Friday the 13th of March. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The Queen will lead the nation at a service at St Paul's Cathedral this morning to remember the servicemen and women who died in the Afghan conflict. A woman whose father died following neglect at a Bedford care home says a new national care certificate won't deal with the problem. And a former homeless man from Luton has won a Prince's Trust Award at a star-studded ceremony in London last night. It's the last 15 minutes. Let's get Dealey on the show. Let's get you, dear listener, with your phone calls. Let's get ready to rumble. But before that, Rizzini. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello, good morning, thank you. Um, it's going to be a nice day again. We'll see the cloud thin and break where we do have it to give us some spells of sunshine. We do currently have a band of rain to, just to the west of us, so it's just sort of seeping into western areas of our of our three counties, um, Buckinghamshire in particular, of course, uh, down through High Wycombe and uh, towards Reading as well. That's where the rain is at the moment, but it is going to push its way further westwards. So things will brighten up slowly through the morning and by the afternoon, it's spells of sunshine again. Top temperatures up to 9 or 10 degrees. 
degrees, not as high as they were yesterday. 50 in Fahrenheit. By the time we get to the afternoon too, we've got an easterly breeze, so it's quite a chilly breeze. You watch out for that over the weekend. Overnight tonight, temperatures are down to 2 or 3 degrees. Lots of cloud around, but staying dry. And then Saturday, really cold and cloudy day. Very grey indeed. Temperatures no higher than around 6, maybe 7 degrees. Compare that to last weekend when we got into the mid-teens. It's going to feel very cold in comparison. I think it will stay dry on Saturday. The risk of one or two showers perhaps running in on that very cold easterly on Sunday. The wind's going to strengthen as well and, and in any exposure then it's going to feel really quite chilly. So not a great weekend on the card so do enjoy the sunshine which will appear later on today. That's the forecast. The forecast. With all our football league sides still chasing promotion, tomorrow is another chance to gain valuable points. Watford are at home to Reading. Back up to Deeney, who hammers it into the roof of the Mets. MK Dons make the trip to Walsall. What a strike from Lewis Baker. Luton are at Portsmouth. Luttridge in towards the back post. Header in for Jaden Stockley. And Stevenage travel to Cambridge. It's Bruno Andrade. Three Counties Sport. Tomorrow from two, here on BBC Three Counties Radio. 459 455 555 BBC Three Counties Radio Yes sir, Texas there's loads of Texas, Catherine Lots, arrogant deer This is from Adam, the sitting born trucker yep. I've got an image of gangs of deer hanging round street corners drinking cheap cider and wearing hoodies You're not far from the truth according to reports in Letchworth uh, Ev says, I don't use social media sites but if I could I'd send you a picture of a wild deer that comes into my kid's mum's back garden and it eats her hand. No, nah, you're all right. Oh, eats from her hand. I can imagine that. Tony says, release the Black Panther, we'll get the deer running. Yeah. Uh, what did the cheese say when it looked in the mirror? No idea. Hello, me. From Beverly in Northampton. Uh. I can't understand the complaint about deer in Letchworth. They're muntjac deer and delightful. Like foxes, they are scavengers. Has the person considered Mate. tidying up their garden, says Peter in Letchworth, Mate, owning someone? They went into someone's house and attacked an elderly woman. No, they, they didn't. Ripped they ripped a face off no, of an elderly woman. They didn't. They mauled her. They didn't. They went into her kitchen. They, they, she was physically abused no. by a deer. Deer, oh dear. It I've got no idea how that happened, dearie. It did shiver a bit as it went out. Your I don't think idea? That was on purpose. The thing is, I'd, I'd love um, to. Uh, I'd love to get. I w the lady wants to get the damage fixed, but it's just too dear. <laughs> Mauled. Dearly beloved. She asked the builder how long it would take, and they said about a month, Jack. But <laughs> <laughs> then was Jacqueline? I forgot to say. That what? <laughs> month, Jack. I only found out recently. It's it's a month. Jack. Yes. I thought it was a monk, Jack. Why? I've been saying it wrong for I've been saying it wrong for forty years. You must M be tired. <laughs> Do you know what? Do you know what, <laughs> Catherine? I'm going to give you that one. Thanks. Now I'm going to give you a spanking after the show. Thanks. Can I just say for balance, says Colin, let's get serious for a moment. Let's now. get we're serious, Justin. Yeah, let's get serious. No, serious. Let's get serious. No. I want to get serious. Let's get into love. serious. Let me hear your body talk. <laughs> your body talk. Let, Let me hear your body, body talk. talk. Not your bum. Let's get serious. <laughs> serious. I want to get serious. Let's get into serious. Let me hear your body talk. Your body talk. Let me hear your body talk. Let's get serious. Serious.
Chewing the fat with Justin D. Chewing. Chewing. And we're getting serious. <laughs> we're chewing Colin, the fat. And we're I'd... getting serious. Just setting the scene, Catherine. It's not all about you. <laughs> no, it's so not fair play. You've had a fair crack this morning of the whip. Um, so it's not all about you. It's about other people. Right now, it's about me, this guy. Right now, it's about Just. We're yeah. chewing the fat with Justin. Yeah. Okay, Colin. Anyway, thanks for your text. You're right. Well, no, read it to Justin. No, it's inappropriate now. Read it. Let's have a listen. Come on, let's have a listen. It's inappropriate. Well, how? Would it, what is it about? Spoil the moment. About carers. All right, well, hang on a second. I can reset the scene. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. Jingle. I'm going to set the scene. Here we go. Yeah. On FM, AM, online and digital radio. This is Ian Lee. On BBC Three Counties Radio. Catherine, I think, has got a serious text. So serious, I've actually kept Kelly's fader closed. So, Catherine... It's over to you. Hey, guys, could I just say in balance, the vast majority of carers in this country do a very good job for very little pay. My partner actually doesn't get paid for travelling between jobs, so she can do over 40 hours but will get paid for less than 30. In effect, she receives la- less than the minimum wage. She was trained for several weeks before being allowed to care and then was chaperoned... Shush, Justin. For se- I can hear breathing. By an experienced member of staff. She loves her job and her service users and they absolutely adore her. Please don't let one or two bad apples tarnish the reputation of tens of thousands of carers. I'm sure that's not what you're implying or intending. Thank you for well, reading this out seriously and addressing the balance. Colin. No, no, you're thank welcome. you very much, Colin. But I, I, it, uh, but I, I think every time we've tackled this story this morning, I have, I have made that point. But thank you for reiterating that point, and good on your wife for for doing uh, uh, what can be a thankless job. It's good Literally text. Can I just say there, boss, that uh, I think I was told off for uh, breathing. I think uh, thousands of people heard that across beds, hearts and bucks. I've well, just been no, told off for figures. breathing. Maybe a few hundred have seen, uh, uh, have heard that, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, would you like to lodge an official? <sighs> Potentially. Oh, I mean, that's again. quite serious. Breathing again. Heavy breathing. Doing it again. Yeah. Just breathing, guys. You do not... <laughs> again. Okay. Okay, he's, he's breathing, mate. What do you want him to do? Final warning. <laughs> what do you want him to do? Come on. Final I'm warning. Breathing. Back up with your breathing. Unbelievable. Dear, oh, oh dear, oh dear. I've got no idea what she's on about, Justin. You could, you should sue her, and yeah. I think you'd, you, she'd have to pay dearly. Well, well let's just say I, I stopped breathing because I was told to and something bad happened. Yeah. Then what? Then what? Let's ask Lynn in Letchworth. Good morning, Lynn. Good morning, Ian. Well, How are you? I'm fine. Justin wants to speak to you. All right, hello. Oh, I know who you are, Lynn. <laughs> it, it's glow stick, Lynn. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Lynn, for those who don't know, Lynn uh, came to the pictures oh. with us to see Fifty Shades of Grey and she brought glow sticks. Wonderful. <laughs> I've never seen anyone brought, uh, glow, bring glow sticks to the pictures before. Come on, Ian, you enjoyed it. Oh, I, lo- well, I love the glow sticks. I didn't enjoy the film. No, nor did I. It was boring, wasn't it? The good I, thing, oh, it was. The it good thing mind. about the glow sticks, Lynn, was we could tell where everyone's hands were. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Lynn. Thank you, with Dennis. Yeah, well, De- Lynn, Lynn are, you, are you biting your bottom lip? No, why? Are you rolling your eyes at me? Oh, I am. I'm fluttering my eyelashes. Here we go. Uh, you know what that does to me, Lynn. What have you called in for, Lynn? Um, Ian, I know it's um, y- you're not long on the on air now, but no. um, remember me saying about festival. You're gonna. Or- you were thinking of well, organising a I'm festival. I'm not thinking, Ian. I want to, but I need you um, to put out there again. If there's anyone, that, well, if there's people out there like yeah. we had before, events managers, and to join me because I've got to get pen to paper. So I need right. either a team of, of people. To help me, and then we can go from there. No, okay. For those who missed, it, I mean, we're going to have to end in a mix. Like Justin's got a package for us, and we, we we all love Justin's package, don't we, Lynn? Oh, definitely. Now, uh, Lynn wants to organise a festival to help elderly people to to raise some money. Catherine, when is it the Catherine Ian show on the the Good Friday? When is Good Friday? Um, it's when um, 
don't do it funny. We haven't got time. What date is it? It's like the beginning of April. Lynn. It's not got long. Lynn. Yeah. Yeah. I tell you what we'll do. We're, Kath and I are doing a, a very badly conceived show on Good Friday. Maybe we could phone you up on that show and we can we can spend a bit longer talking about it. Yes, please. Would that be I, all right? Yeah, because I need to get pen to paper. I need people to get on board to help me. OK, Lynn, listen, it's in the diary. We will speak to you on Good Friday if we remember. If we forget, then I'm really sorry. But we'll, we'll remember. Put that down as, as an item, Catherine. That's half an hour. OK. Justin. Yes. I'm sorry, mate. It's um, it's 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 all go this morning, isn't it? Yeah. And again, I'm, I'm sorry for the way Catherine spoke to you. It's fine. I'm not. It's not a problem. It's not I'm a problem. not sorry at all. Okay, guys. Listen, Catherine. Just because uh, you once cupped Dealey, I didn't. Sorry. There's no Ev. It's not. Well, the Ev is his story and the look of hurt in his eye. You yeah. know what his imagination's like. Mm. Justin. Yes. Arrogant animals and places. Yeah, you've been talking about arrogant deer this morning in Letchworth. Um, this poor lady going home to find a deer in her kitchen. The arrogance of this animal going into somebody's home to try and steal food. You've been talking about arrogant animals and arrogant places as well. I love my job. I've been on the streets this morning getting people's answers. Just take a listen to this. Taking it to the streets with J-Dog. Name me an arrogant animal. Lion. Lion is eating the animal also. Top of the chain. I think they're it. Yeah. Uh, Shih Tzu donks. Shih Tzu dogs? <laughs> <laughs> well, why do you think Shih Tzus are arrogant? Um, well, this has got one, and it is. It's a nightmare. Just goes around thinking he can do what he wants. Just, yeah, just yeah. pure arrogance. Yeah, that's it, yeah. Let's get the Romanian perspective. Sir, this morning we're talking about arrogant animals. Name me an arrogant animal. Tigers. Tigers? Yes. Why are they arrogant? They're arrogant because, uh, because they're very angry. Where's the most arrogant place you've been to, sir? Uh, Paris, Soho. Paris or Soho? Yeah. <laughs> OK, talk to me about Paris first of all, very, very briefly. Why is it so arrogant? What is it about that place which just smells of, of arrogance? It's the way people walk around with a chip on their shoulder. Cats, they're independent. They think they're, they're it. You can't make a friend of a cat. Yeah. A cat is a loner. Uh, where's the most arrogant place you've been to? A lot of people saying Paris this morning. London. I've been all over the world and I would say London. What makes London so bad for arrogance? Because they think they're it, and they're not. They're far from it. They're way down the table of, of, of whatever it is, but they think they're, they're so good. Paul, again, you're going to go for cats, but why are cats so arrogant? The shape and... Uh, the shape, they, yeah. they have an attitude. So, so the all-round shape and the attitude. That's great stuff. Thanks for your time. You're welcome. Oh, tiger. Explain your reason. Well, some of them can be arrogant, especially cats and dogs. I mean, pit bulls are the worst ones. Hang on a second. Well, we've gone from tigers to cats and dogs. We're looking for your number one arrogant animal. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah, tiger. <laughs> the shape of cats makes them arrogant. <laughs> that was genius or insanity. Oh, I don't know, do you know what. The streets, they are just lined with gold. I've got to say, Dealey, this week you, you, you have uh, done some cracking stuff. You're on tomorrow, midday yeah. till two. What can people expect? Oh, cracking show tomorrow. UK and America charts from this weekend in 1964. Uh, more from Jimmy Webb. He talks about oh. some of his famous songs. Oh, I can't believe Coffer spoke to Jimmy I, Webb. I Coffer's got Ray Davis next week. It's just a cheek. Oh, and uh, also, brilliant. all about the mums this weekend. It's uh, Mother's oh. Day on Sunday. We want the songs that remind you of your mum when you were growing up. Uh, and also, is there a song that reminds you of having your first child? All that and much more tomorrow from Justin, midday. have a good one. Thank you. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Radio. In Aylesbury, looking at the A41 Bista Road on the speed sensors, it's slow eastbound from the Cotton Wheel roundabout to Hayden Road. Also in High Wycombe on the A40 London Road, that's looking busy in both directions. In Watford on the A411 Beechen Grove, that's looking slow around Escort Road. And in Hitchin on the Mormead Hill, that's looking very busy between Carters Lane and Person Road. Having a look at the cameras on the motorways on the A1M, it's all moving fine at the moment. No reports of any problems on the M25 either. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy, thank you very much. I can see the JVS team putting out their cigarettes, drowning the last dregs of their G&Ts and getting ready to do their show, which means it's time to go. Podcast will be up in a few hours. You can get it first on the Three Counties website and then it'll be on iTunes a bit later on. Thank you, Kelly, Justin, Catherine. Excellent stuff this week. Thanks for all your calls. Back on Monday at six o'clock. Until then, from us, ta-ta. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. A very accurate description of my team. Good morning. Welcome to Friday's JBS show. It's nine o'clock and on today's big phone-in. What's been your experience of estate agents? Matthew from Luton told me...